You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com. And usually on Up Next, we uh, review NXT Wrestling every Thursday, postwrestling.com, Stitcher, iTunes, all that stuff. But that's not why we're here today. Oh, no, sir. We are here to celebrate Star Wars Day. Yes, may the 4th be with you always. Uh, It's Star Wars Day. Star Wars is a big thing. Yeah. We both love Star Wars. Do you celebrate Star Wars Day? Yeah, by doing a podcast. Yeah. How did you how did you celebrate last year's Star Wars Day? Last year's yeah. Star Wars Day? What did you do? I, Run me through it. Run me through your like typical Star Wars Day. Uh, my last Star Wars Day, I probably listened to uh, the Cantina music at one point. Oh yeah. During the day. What? Da, 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 yeah, da, it's fantastic. Da. It makes it just brightens up your day. I love, uh, have you seen the, I know you're not big into cartoons. Yeah. Have you seen the Family Guy Star Wars? Yes, I have, yes. I love the bit in that where uh, those aliens that play that song are like, hey, uh, so any requests? Oh, you want the same song again? Sure, let's do it. And then... <laughs> That's the only song I made. Yeah. In the cantina. Of every era, it's like that song. Um, well, we have a hand Solo Shower curtain. We do. In our home. And we have, uh, like, these cool posters of... Down the hallway. Episode our... 1 through to episode 6. So you're missing three, three I, movies. I need, I, need the, I need the Rogue One one and the Solo one. You don't and need those ones. You don't need those I, I, Rogue One. I'm you don't need the solo poster. Yeah, fuck it. Nah. Um, Star Wars so, cool. you love Star Wars. Yeah. You're a big Star Wars fan. They have released the trailer, the teaser, for the last... One of the saga. Skywalker saga. What's the movie called? The Rise Uh, of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker. Right. Uh, Did you hear, uh, did you see WH's theory? 
No, what's the theory? He's like, they're going to do away with... Everyone's like, oh, well, that's a spoiler, because it's saying that uh, Rey is a Skywalker. Right. And the whole last film, they were like, nah, she's nobody, really. Right, right. Um, and they're like, oh, but they're going to go back and she's going to be a Skywalker. Other people are saying, well, it's Kylo Ren. Like, Kylo Ren's yes. a Skywalker, yes. essentially, so he's going to turn good. He's turn face. Uh, WH is like, what if it's... Um, they're doing away with Jedi and Sith and all that, and it's just Skywalker now. Skywalker's like the new religion, the new force, oh, all that. okay. Strange. Mm. Uh, no, I don't think that's what's happening. I think it's pretty by the book. Um, there was a set of babies named Luke and Leia that yeah. this whole thing started about, and that's exactly what Rey and... I think she's a Skywalker, essentially, and related to... Even though they kind of said that she's not in the last one? Like, I don't know. I just feel like that's something they go... I want Kylo Ren to turn face or turn real heel. Like, he, not, I mean, this he, little, he, not this little he bitch heel. He turned real yeah. heel in the last one. Yeah, but he he's was a kind of like, like punk. You thought he was going to turn good, and then he turned, like, He needs to be serious. Heel. I need a serious baddie. You can't be half-half, so... You either turn face already and, you know, help Ray out, but I digress. So, this trailer makes every Star Wars nerd go crazy. They have the Emperor and the the laugh at yeah. the end. He's he's confirmed. He shows he's up. Gone, I yeah. mean, it's probably just his ghost or something. Is he dead? We don't know. I don't know. He's in the movie we just watched. Well, we saw him was thrown down that pit, right? Yeah. And Darth Maul survived. Whoa, whoa, spoilers. We're not there yet. Okay. Yeah. Alright. Um, so everyone's going crazy over Star Wars. I know Endgame just came out and that has everyone distracted because they're like, hey Marvel, yeah, cool. Well, Disney owns both of these franchises now. Yeah. Which is insane. Should we do a crossover uh Star Wars versus Avengers? Well, what do you what do you think's gonna win the rec like is Star Wars gonna beat Endgame's like opening weekend record? Probably not. No? No, probably not. Um I feel like Endgame is just such a bigger thing now they've created. Um, but Star Wars, like, Star Wars fans are real into Star Wars. Yeah. Like, me and you, we're, we joke, and we we have posters and things in our place, but, like, sure, oh, we there, love it. There's things I prefer to Star Wars. Yeah, like, I just know Star Wars fans get real into it. Yeah. And they'll discuss and argue over for me, everything. Our franchises, I'd probably put it maybe third wow. for me. I, Lord of the Rings is my favorite. Sure. Um, then... Maybe Marvel? I don't know. Like, they Marvel, Marvel and Star Wars are probably second and third. Uh, I would say the Teen Wolf franchise. Okay. Uh, being all, all of two movies. I had that DVD in my room for ages. You just gave it to me drunk one day. It's the best movie ever. I was like, watch this. I'm like, it's, no, it's like 4am, I'm going to bed. It's the best. And then you were like, why, why have you got my DVD of Teen Wolf? I'm like, <laughs> I, I know, you just put it in <laughs> I here. I was mad. Couldn't find it. It wasn't in the spot. <laughs> it's not the greatest movie ever made, but it's the greatest werewolf basketball movie ever made, so. Sure. That's my favorite franchise. Uh, no, so, Star Wars people get crazy obsessed, and... We we do movie reviews here on mm. uh, the BD, the Braden David Experience, and um, we thought, why not pick a Star Wars movie to celebrate May the 4th? Yeah. And I was instantly like, great, I love A New Hope, let's start from the beginning. And you're like, well, actually, technically, if you start from the beginning, it's not A New Hope. And I groaned. I, I, try, I was trying to think, watching this film, how do, you, how do you show it to new fans? What order? You don't. <laughs> no, no. If if someone's like, I want to watch every Star Wars film, like yeah. the, the new ones coming out, the final Skywalker saga, sure. they're like, I'm one of those people. 
I've never seen Star Wars. Do you show? I think you show them a New Hope first. Yes. I think you go in the order they I'm were saying. made. Yeah. Um, because I think this film sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to get them hooked, and then like you'll be like, all right, now I'm interested to see how it happens. You'll kind of forgive a sure a couple of sucky movies. So so I saw this movie in theaters. Right. Me three too. times. Three times. It came out in 1999. Yes. I was born in 1991. Uh-huh. Therefore, I was like eight years old, judging by the, the month this movie came out. I saw it three times. Okay. I remember. Um, and I, uh, I hung out with my mom uh, for dinner last night. And I was like, she was like, how was your day? Actually, I spent my day watching a Star Wars movie because I'm doing a podcast on it. And she's like, oh, that's weird. What Star Wars movie? And I was like, oh, The Phantom Menace. Remember that one? <laughs> and my mom goes, oh, I took you to that. It sucked. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you remember that all these years. That's what you remember. Okay. That was that's my mom's input on Star Wars Episode One. Uh, we waited in line for popcorn, I'm sure, and so all that. I I think like what I like about these sort of films is doing the what you remember and yeah. like glancing over feedback of like yeah. a few people being like, oh, I would have been this old at this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it was 1999. So I'd have been 10. Yeah. Um, they, I imagine it was not just the UK and it was worldwide. They'd re-released yes. the originals. Uh, Maybe a year or two before this. Um, And I remember the thing I got excited about was Walker's Crisps, or Lay's, as they are over here, um, did did like this promotion where they were uh, giving away packs of, do you know, Tazos? No. They're like pogs. They're like little little discs with pictures on. They were doing Star Wars Tazos. Okay. And you've got this big book, like you get sticker books, yep. or like your football or hockey teams or whatever. They have this book with like holes in that you'd put these Tazos and right. they make up pictures. And it basically, once you complete it, it says the whole story of Star Wars from A New Hope through wow. to Return of the Jedi. And you'd get these in just packs of crisps. Okay. So I was going through like so many crisps because I wanted to get away. Wow, Star Wars Episode 1 turned you I, I actually only saw... Uh, a New Hope in the theatres. My dad... New Hope? Yeah. Like the re-releases in theatres? Yeah. My dad took me and my brother to that one, but we didn't go and see the others. I saw the others on VHS. So sure. I actually learned about the rest of the stories from these Tazos. Because okay. I'd like read the books. With it's these like reading pictures. the Bible. Yeah. And then obviously I've seen yeah. all three since then. Uh, so I was super excited when this one was coming out. Um, I remember it being a big thing because I had the the VHS set that the original yep. trilogy that had Vader on it, and uh, like I wore was it wa- gold with Vader? Yeah, yeah. Sil- gold. There's silver ones too. I don't know the differences between mm. them. Um, and I would wear through those VHS tapes all the time, like nonstop. Uh, Empire Strikes Back when I was a kid was my jam. I had all the toys. I had everything Star Wars related. Like it was just crazy. And that was before this prequel was even yeah. a thing. So when the prequel was announced when episode one was what had come out the trailer made crazy waves everywhere it was a big thing and then the movie came out and like you know i was a star wars fan as a kid so i, I think there was it. there was a lot going into this that i remember before i'd even seen it i was like that darth maul guy looks cool yeah that twin lightsaber thing of course um also like jar jar binks was as as much looking back like everyone shits on him before this film came out i remember those toys everywhere yeah and I collected a uh, a magazine as a kid called Big Time. Okay. It was like a Disney made this magazine. Sure. Uh, and you get a toy or something every every month or whenever it came out. 
and I got this Jar Jar Binks toy with this long grippy tongue. So like you'd whip it. So say there was like yes. a bit of paper over there right. you wanted to pick up, you could whip it with your Jar Jar tongue. Oh, nice. And it would come over to you. Uh, so, and I think I'm pretty sure I had this before the film came out. So okay. you're already hyped for it. Yeah. Because you've seen this. Star yeah. Wars toys are all, it's all about toys. Like watching this movie, part of me now as an adult watching it made me realize, oh, this was specifically made so they could make toys mm. on this. Specifically the Gungan thing. Yeah. There's a lot of things where like there's ships and stuff. I'm like, oh, this was made to make the toys mm. of these things. But I digress. I want to talk a lot about Jar Jar Binks. Okay. But I guess we should just get into the movie so we can talk about Jar Jar sure. Binks. So let's review Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Do I have to read the whole thing every time I do it? Yeah, you're missing out. Turmoil has engulfed in the Galactic Republic. They have sent two Jedi Knights to solve the issue. There's your crib notes on that whole thing. Okay. So, we haven't had a Star Wars film for 16 years at this point. The the hype for this film, probably the most anticipated film in, like, maybe 20 years. Yeah. Um... The eighth word is taxation. <laughs> the eighth word of this scroll is taxation. And I'm like, huh. We're really returning back to this Star Wars universe. And we're talking about taxes in the first paragraph of the crawl. It's very political. Um, yeah, this looking back, it's like, oh, okay. Um, and, yeah. but that being said, I... I love, especially seeing it in the movie theatre, when there's the silence of a long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah, far yeah, away. Yeah. And it's it's so quiet in the yeah. theatre. Everyone's waiting for it. And then the opening da, theme starts uh, and it's so loud and booming. It gets you pumped. They know how to get you pumped for these films. Me and you sing Star Wars scores yeah. non-stop whistling it every day in our household that's how we live uh one of the i don't know if it's the first line but or maybe one of them probably is the first line which is very uh foreshadowing i have a bad feeling about this <laughs> that's how i felt about this movie yeah. <laughs> watching it now in 2019 it's 20 years old this movie in 2019 mm. Whew. boy I have a bad feeling about this. So Obi-Wan Kenobi and Qui-Gon Jinn, they are Jedi Knights sent to the Galactic Republic, or the, the Federation, sorry. Mm. There's so many political, weird, stupid things in this. They're sent uh, to a ship to kind of a peace treaty, trying to talk things over, smooth things over with the Federation. It probably will not happen. Um, there is a, a ominous dark figure in a uh, hologram, Darth Sidious. He's hooded. He's a hooded man. He orders the Viceroy to kill the Jedi upon arrival. And uh, there's these droids. Now, back in the day, like the old Star Wars movies, they have a lot of like the, the clones. The Clone mm. Wars, essentially. The, the Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. Yeah. In these old ones, the Stormtroopers are kind of replaced with droids. Yeah. Droids are the evil drones, essentially. Yeah. The 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 henchmen, the bodies, the, the dummies. Uh, so these droids are all over the movies, and there's lots of Roger Roger and pew pew. 
They're not as cool, are they? No, of course not. Of course. I like the destroyer droids. So these are the ones that are like can roll. They turn to balls, right? And then they roll up, and then they expand like these like alien thing, and mm. then they have a shield, and like they they look scary. Mm. Jedi's get a little shook when they see them because that's what happens here. They're on this uh, spaceship, and the destroyer droids and the droids are trying to kill the Jedi's, but it's not working. Uh, the Jedi realize that. They are planning, uh, the Federation, the evil bad guys and the droids, are planning an invasion on uh, Naboo, which is this planet where, like, basically humans live, like mm. people, like me and you. Um, and they got to stop this. They got to stop the baddies. So they uh, land on Naboo and they're trying to get away from these droids. And there's, like, a, an invasion. There's battle tanks and all these things. And Qui-Gon Jinn, um, who is Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's. Um, fantastic actor. He was like 50 years old in this movie. He's still making movies. He No, he wouldn't have been that old then. Like, he, Let me have a look. He, he's, he's a good actor. He's uh, good. I like Taken. Uh, Qui-Gon. <laughs> Qui-Gon is his name. And he's running. And he sees this, this creature about to die. And he saves this creature. Okay, he would have been, sorry, 46. Whew. That. 46. Enter Jar Jar Binks. Misa Jar Jar Binks. Uh, he saves Jar Jar and now he says, I am in forever in your debt. I will do whatever you need. And he's like, no, just buzz off. No, I help you. Oh, I help you. And he's like, no, 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 seriously, fuck off. I don't need you to ruin three movies. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now he's stuck with Jar Jar. Uh, they meet up with, he meets up with Obi-Wan and... Uh, he explains to them that he's from an underwater colony of Gungans. Mm. Um, and, and that, you know, you could follow me down there and I could help you out. Like, we could, you know, hide away mm. from the Republic. So, he... But the thing is, he says he's been banished. He's been banished from this place. he's so fucking annoying, I guess. Yeah. He, he says he's clumsy. He's like, clumsy and he's annoying. Yeah. And if you f- watch these movies, that's this character. So it's great. Uh, so they say, show us how to get to this underwater world mm. under seas here. So Jedi Binks does a phoenix splash into the water. And uh, the Jedis get their Jedi robes all wet. They put on these mouth... I think Jedi is plural anyway. Jedi? Yeah. The I Jedi? The Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, they swim underwater... And it's this beautiful, crazy underwater, like Atlantis almost. This is what I find cool, because we haven't seen uh, a city like this in the Star Wars universe yeah. at this point. That's why I've liked with the new films as well, when they, they show things, it's like, this this universe is huge. Right. It's it's more than just Tatooine and a Death Star. Hoth. Or Hoth, exactly. Yeah. So I thought this looked pretty cool. So uh, they swim down to this underwater world the gungan city um they go down there they meet the the boss gungan mm. uh this real fishy looking dude played by brian blessed who's that uh he's this very annoying actor in the uk <laughs> all the gungans suck. um he's he's known for just being ridiculously loud oh and that's um, this guy so and i think he was cast uh, originally as Charger. Uh, no, the the like Supreme Chancellor. Oh, who's played by the guy from um, 
Clockwork Orange. I okay, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was cast as him originally, and then they were like, whoa, you're, you're too loud. You suck. And they did, gave him this, this character voice instead. character, yeah. So this is a CGI... Jar Jar is like a CGI character, as well as... Yeah, this is this is before Lord of the Rings, so this isn't like motion capture yeah, doesn't exist. Yeah, this yeah. is just probably just a tennis ball um, for eyeline, and then all computer-generated. Um... Jar Jar, he's there. He introduces him to the Gungan guy. He J- Qui Gon Jinn tries to use Jedi mind tricks on the the Gungan guy, and it works. And he's like, "Hey, I need a ship. We need to get out of here. Can you give us a a, a boat, a submarine, and we'll we'll get out of here. We'll get out of here." Uh, he uh, gives him one because he uses the Jedi mind tricks. They get a ship. They get out of there, and there's giant fish creatures and. Right, All giant piranha kind of sorts thing. of. Uh, how do you so Gungans are obviously my least favorite Star Wars. Uh, Question: Alien. You said you saw this movie three times. Yeah. Did you hate Jar Jar at the time, or is it I probably, just? I probably has it him. just been society conditioning you to be like Jar Jar Binks is everything wrong with these? I was I was eight, so like I probably loved it exactly. But I remember growing up. Not liking Jar Jar Binks. Sure. So it's been like in my mind for a long time. Because I'm not liked. Him. I'm so used to everyone being like, like Jar Jar Binks is the punchline. Yeah, of course. But I think back to this toy, and I didn't like see the film, and then yeah. be like, well, this toy sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Which you would like if you've got like a shitty character. You're yeah. like, oh, I'm not playing with that one. I'm playing with this one because this one's cool. So I think I must have liked Jar Jar and. Uh, that goes to say... I remember like, having the Gungan army things, like there's weapons and stuff. Where do uh, where do Gungans keep their things? I don't know. In Jar Jars. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I find it, it weird. So this was a character made for uh, for kids. Yeah, like like yeah. the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Sure, yeah. They're trying to make it kid-friendly. And yet, the whole plot is very political and like i gotta admit i'm still watching it going like i I don't really get the actual plot here like there's there's not enough weed in the world to make jar jar binks (laughs) (laughs) good character to watch like it didn't make him any but what i'm saying is it's like it juxtaposes itself the fact we're trying to like introduce these kid-friendly characters so kids will like it and then the story is like yeah, it's a little all over the place. Uh, the evil droids, they're trying to kidnap the queen, but uh, they get to Naboo from the ship with Jar Jar. Uh, they get by, past the giant fish, and they, they intercept, and they save Queen Amidala. So now they say that we need to get to the Senate. We need to get the queen to Coruscant. Coruscant? Yeah. Coruscant. We need to get her there, so when she gets there, she can tell the she can sign the treaties or do all the political mm. shit. Texting and phone calls didn't exist, apparently, because couldn't you just do that? It'd be like FaceTime, like, yo, Queen's here. She says to do this. Okay, cool. Done. But no, we need to get her to this planet. To there. There's a Senate thing going on yeah. on this date. She needs to be here. We need to get there. They're like, okay, let's get out of here. So they get in the ship and they escape. Well, they're like, just by, just by a hair. Mm. These droids are shooting at them and all these things. And R2-D2 is here to save the day somehow, some way. Uh, so they fly up. Um, but in their travels, they realize that uh, there's something's going on with their ship. So they need to fix something with, the, with part of their ship. So they decide to land on a nearby planet somewhere else 
on their way to Coruscant. And it's a planet we are uh, familiar with in the Star Wars saga. And it's Tatooine. Oh, I've heard of that place. Yeah. Two moons. Oh, nice. Yeah. I just know they have a lot of sand. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> until the next moon. Not until the next one. Uh, so they land on Tatooine. Now we see Natalie Portman. She's on the ship. She is the quote-unquote handmaiden to the queen. Um, we'll get to that later. Mm. She, uh, she's, she tells Qui-Gon he's going into town with Jar Jar that the queen has told to take her, take the handmaiden to come help with anything because she is interested in, you know, the world and she wants to see things firsthand. So he's like, yeah, whatever, I'll take one of your sidekicks and Jar Jar. Obi-Wan says, Master Wind, uh, no, what's his name? Qui-Gon? Qui-Gon so weird, yeah. weird names. Mr. Jin, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> uh, be weary. I sense a disturbance in the force. Uh, and Qui-Gon's like, I too sense something. Hmm. Something's coming. Something's bad. Uh, they walk into town. They're in Tatooine. They're in like the junction, whatever you call it, the, the, the place, the haps, wherever it happens in Tatooine. They find uh, Jar Jar steps in shit at one point. It's pretty much his, his claim to fame in this movie. He is always stepping in shit. Uh, they go to uh, Otto? Watto? Watto. Watto. He's a, a, a flying, weird, buggy alien kind of guy. Kind of got some stubble on his face. Uh, sounds like this. He's, he's just shitty all around. Like, he's just a terrible... I quite enjoy him. I like him, but yeah. he's, he's supposed to be like a terrible being, essentially. He, so this, this is another character that, um, like, the criticism... One of the criticisms of the movie was playing racial stereotypes. Right. Um, with Jar Jar Binks. Uh, sure. Uh... There was a lot of it, like the, the whole Gungan being like a like an African tribe. Sure, okay. Um, even down to like its big, like leader. Sure. Um, this was another uh, criticism. Was right. they're saying he's basically like Fagan from uh, from Oliver, like and playing like anti like Jewish. Got you. Okay. Okay. Um, which which they've denied. Obviously, they sure. said no, no. It's just just a character. Sure. Right. Um, but there's a lot of that in this film, which aside from yeah, no, I can see just it. the awfulness. Well, hey, just how I was just describing, like they they purposely made him a certain way, so maybe yeah. you know, maybe they were kind of I don't know. That is, I I, I didn't even think of it like yeah. that because I don't because they do mask it in CG. It's an it's some alien. Sure. I don't. How am I supposed to react to it? Right. Yeah. I I do see some things with the Jar Jar thing that you know I just don't like Jar Jar as a yeah. entity all by itself. Um. They're in this. Watto runs the this like pawn shop, essentially. Good sublime song. Um, they're looking for parts for their three two seven Nubian ship, and Watto's like, Ah, Nubian ship. I got the parts, but you know, you need the money. Hmm. So Qui Gon's like, Oh, like, how are we gonna get this ship? Meanwhile, because their currency is like no good there. Yeah, apparently. There's a little boy who shows up in the store. He works for Watto. He's a slave to Watto. His name is Anakin. Get our first glimpse of him. He comes up to uh, Padme, who is Natalie Portman's character. Mm. And he goes with his opening line. And I've used this line many times. Are you an angel? <laughs> She's like, oh, oh, stop it. Oh, come on. No, stop. 
No, keep going. Uh, Padme and Anakin, they hit it off. Um, he's nine. She's 14. I, I find this really weird, like, in this film. Because uh, Natalie Portman's actually 16 at this point. And this well, kid is... Which, but this kid is probably nine. Yeah, he's like eight or nine. And it's like, you know, the next film, they're going to be together. Yeah. And this age gap's weird for me in this. And I know he's just flirting and she's like, ah, oh, it's cute. But, like, at what point between now and Attack of the Clones do they... <laughs> it's weird, right? <laughs> It's strange, because it, she's 14, he's 9. Yeah. And they're teasing a love relationship. Yeah, it's very odd. It's weird. It's strange. So, this guy's... This little kid... I don't, she, she's a young woman, really, at this point. And he's she? like 9. So... Yeah. <laughs> very weird. <laughs> if, what if it was reversed? Would it have been looked at weirder? Because, like, a 14-year-old boy talking to a 9-year-old girl? Well, I guess she had that in Leon, didn't she? I don't know what that is. Oh, the the professional. <laughs> oh, it's like what gave her a name. Okay. Watch it. Great film. Okay. Um, and yeah, it's it's a whole like uh, she's this girl uh, oh. with this assassin, gotcha. but there's and she's younger at this point, right, and of there's course. a weird like nothing happens, but it's there's just suggestion that there's this kind of relationship sure. there. So uh, maybe she's taken over in this one. <laughs> People always say, in Lost in Translation, Scarlett Johansson is very young as well. Yeah. And it's with B- Bill Murray, so there's like a weird thing mm. there, but nothing really happens. But they're still adults there. Kind of, uh, I don't know if she, she might have been like eight, 18 or something. Right. So Anakin Skywalker is a pip daddy. He knows how to, how to work the moves on the ladies, <laughs> obviously. Uh, this actor who plays Anakin, he uh, he's in another one of my favorite movies. It's probably the best movie ever made, to be honest. It's a little ditty called Jingle All the Way. Mm. He's the kid in this movie, in that movie. <laughs> Fantastic actor. He I'm blanking on his name. You should IMDB him. Do you know the Isn't it Jake something? Yeah, he looks like a Jake. Um, the poor kid says after doing this movie, he got, you know, he had so much success and, you know, he became rich and famous. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd, but he also said like to this day like this movie also ruined his life. Because he was like criticized heavily for same acting. with the actor for Jar Jar. Yeah, like, there, yeah, there's interviews with that guy who right it's like, like sure I'm, you you made a lot of money. I mean, and you're we famous. know what wrestling fans are like. Exactly, like Star Wars fans are like that. Yeah, but worse, I'd say. So I feel for him, but like, yeah, your performance. Is... He's nine in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. I, I was little, I'm I'm almost 29 in a He's year. He's better than Daniel Radcliffe do... and Harry Potter at that stage, I'd say. <laughs> Ooh, that's oh, we don't need to go there. Uh, so he's hitting on Padme. Things are looking good. He tells Padme that one day I'm going to fly out of here. I'm going to be a pilot. I'm going to do this. I hate when you meet someone for the first time, like a first date, and all they do is talk about themselves. <laughs> Come on, Anakin. <laughs> Ask her a few questions. Jeez, she could be a queen or something. Um Qui-Gon tries his mind tricks on Watto to try to get the, the parts. Or like, you will give me a deal. And Watto's like, eh, your, your Jedi mind tricks only work on the weak-minded. I'm not. Mm. So don't even try that shit with me. So they're like, oh, crap. Like, we gotta, we, we gotta figure this shit out. Um, the guy's trying to run a business here. Like, yeah, yeah. They're putting him as like a, no a bad guy, yeah, but it's on. like, no, you're not getting this shit for free. Yeah. Like, oh, sorry, dude shows up in a bathrobe with a Jar Jar Binks alien look, and a little girl. Like, We go to New like York and we try to use Canadian dollars. 
they hadn't taken that yeah, shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. So I could imagine Naboo currency doesn't work on Yeah, it. where's the currency exchange in... <laughs> In the Star Wars <laughs> Galactic yeah. Currency Exchange. <laughs> uh, Jar Jar gets into some trouble. He uh, accidentally like knocks over someone's food, which is this creature named Sabulba. And basically Anakin walks over and intercepts and, and saves him, talks him down from be- basically killing Jar Jar. Mm. Um, and as this is happening, Tatooine is a sandy place, as I said. I don't want to talk about it. But there's a sandstorm that's happening. Not Darud. <laughs> there is a sandstorm that's happening. And Anakin's like, hey, you won't make it back to your ship before the storm hits. And you got to go through the desert. Come stay with me and my mom. We'll c- take cover from the storm. Because you don't want to get caught in that. Trust me. So they're like, thank you. We will. So they go to Anakin's house. His little villa with his mom. Mama Anakin. She's Shmi, there. is it? Shmi! Shmi, I think. Shmi. Shri. Something like that. Something like that. Your favorite character. Oh, she's terrible. <laughs> I asked you I asked you yesterday, I said, hey, did you watch uh, Star Wars yet? We gotta do that review. And you're like, yeah, Anakin's mom is the worst. <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay. Like, just a terrible actor. Oh, okay. Don't you think? I didn't think she was good. Like, no. I didn't believe a scene, like, the dialogue's hokey. Yeah. But I didn't, <laughs> like, she didn't sound like a human. She has the worst dialogue because the, the, her line, the one line, we're going to get to it. At this time, like, right the, the visual effects and all that in this film are, like, groundbreaking at the time. Right. The acting. An easy thing like. should be just hire a good actor. This woman was not it. Yeah. Uh, so, Anakin shows the droid he's been working on. It's C-3PO. Anakin has made C-3PO. Um, I hate C-3PO. I hate C-3PO more than Jar Jar Binks. Whoa, why? He's a British robot. He's irritating. Very irritating. Oh, Just, just annoying. And the actor is a tosser as well. You've heard all the like beef with him and Kenny Baker. He was just like always so rude to Kenny oh, Baker. Oh, okay. Um, well, I mean, he's, it's famous. Like, his voice is famous. Yeah. Right? Anthony Daniels. Uh, Qui-Gon Jinn is off in a side room while, you know, Anakin is showing Padme and Jar Jar his C-3PO. And Qui-Gon opens up his Gillette fusion and talks to, to Obi-Wan Kenobi. They literally turned a Gillette fusion razor blade into his communicator. Look this up. I'm not, I'm not lying <laughs> okay. to you. He talks to him on the ship and he's like, there's a boy here. We need to, you know. It's a Gillette razor. <laughs> it's a fusion oh, thing. And they just painted it gold or silver or something. It's so funny. <laughs> so, Qui-Gon's chilling, talking to him. He's like, we're going to stay the night. we got to figure out how to get these parts for this ship. It yeah, cut... It is. <laughs> it's a Gillette Fusion Razor. Uh, it's the best a Jedi can get. Darth Maul and Darth Sidious. Darth Maul is introduced here. Darth Sidious says, at least... Uh, sorry, Darth Maul is a character we're just introduced to right now. And he says, at least, at last, we will reveal ourselves. At last. It's like basically his only lines in... And they actually, it's similar to uh, Vader in the original films, where you had one actor playing the body. And a different And voice. another actor playing the voice. Um, apparently the actor they had playing, uh, playing Darth Maul, they hired because of his... His looks, Ray Park. His uh, acting, uh, his but athletics. his like skills, yeah, yeah, yeah. like because he could do, and you see him doing like cartwheels with the lightsaber and all he's this. He's very great impressive. Stuff. So he was a stuntman before he yeah. got this. Um, so they hired him for that, 
but apparently his voice was really squeaky. <laughs> oh. So they got British okay. actor uh, Peter Serafenowicz, who sure. you might know from Shaun of the Dead. He's uh, he's the the pissed off roommate who dies in the shower. Pete. Yeah. Pete. Yeah, that guy. Oh, um, that's the voice of this guy. That's mm. weird. Wow. Okay. Um, I've met- and he's he's done the voice in like the the animated series oh okay because Dr. Maul doesn't have a lot of lines in this he's movie. got like that's pretty much what yeah. the lines are which I like his character is dark and sinister you don't mm. need to hear him talk a lot uh, I've met Ray Park he actually is Toad in the original X-Men movie as okay well. cool so like, same situation he's doing like cartwheels and backflips and yeah. shit so he's very he does his own stunts dude's talented um I remember Darth Maul being the shit. Oh, that was the, Darth Maul that was the, is awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just really cool looking. Yeah. Um, you've got the twin lightsaber. Um, yeah, I love Darth Maul. There's not enough of him. In yeah, this. exactly. Um, my favorite parts of this movie involve him. Right. Specifically, the fight scenes are really great. Um, Darth Maul is ordered by Darth Sidious to go and retrieve the queen. Mm-hmm. Go kidnap the queen so we have her, and then we'll force her to go and sign whatever. I don't even know. They just go get the queen, essentially. He's like, all right, we got to go. So, obviously, the disturbance in the force is coming. Uh, I wrote here, Jar Jar sucks. He's, uh, like, stealing apples and shit. Um, Anakin uh, explains what pod racing is. He says that he's the only human on this planet to pod race. He says to Qui-Gon, I saw your laser sword. You're a Jedi, aren't you? He's like, well, uh, actually, I am. He says, well, I once had a dream where I was a Jedi. And then I came back to Tatooine and I freed all the slaves. Very foreshadowing Mm. of what happens when Anakin does come back to Tatooine years later. To hang out with some sand people. Um... Qui-Gon Jinn says, our ship is damaged, we need repairs, and we need the parts, but we got no moolah, we need some space currency, space bucks. He says, uh, Anakin says, well, there's this giant pod race happening tomorrow. What are the chances that you're here today? Whoa, crazy. Uh, I was thinking of racing in it. I could race, and I could win, and I could give you the, the, the winnings. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa we... We, we can't we can't put all our trust into this this boy. He's like, no, like I'm really good. Like, look, I'll show you. He shows him the pod racer thing. Qui Gon goes and talks, discusses it, the situation. He's like, we're trusting our fate in a boy, but there's something about this boy. Something about Annie. Uh, Qui Gon says to his mother that the force is strong with him. I didn't come here to free slaves. But I must know, who was the boy's father? Okay, now we're getting into some real good dialogue here. This is what I'm talking about. The mom, she has some great lines. Basically, what I learned from re-watching this movie, I've never really taken in this part until I watched it now. Qui-Gon Jinn is like, oh, this, this, this I, you know, the force is strong with this boy. Mm-hmm. Who is his father? There was no father. I carried him. I gave birth. I can't explain what happened. <laughs> uh, honey, I can explain. Uh, I can probably tell you what happened. It had too few many uh, soda pops you know, with Greedo. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> uh, so she says that Anakin is Jesus. He was born by the Force. The Force of 
whatever, impregnated her, <laughs> she had a baby, and it's Anakin. Let's talk about this for a second. <laughs> Hold up. So, they, George Lucas read the Bible, mm. and based a lot of the old Star Wars, the Force, the Jedi, sure. is, is the good and evil, right? Yeah. Like, it's, you know, heaven and hell and all that shit. It is loosely based on religion, yeah. the Force. But now you're telling me that you're taking the, the biggest story, the biggest angle, and you're just going to rip it off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Anakin is Jesus in the world... Immaculately of- <laughs> conceived. So... As soon as this happened, I checked. I was like, what? Really? Is this what happened? Was I just too young and never realized this? I'm like, this is dumb. Okay, cool. So, Anakin is the chosen one of the prophecy of the Jedi, who will bring balance to the Force and all that jazz. Holy shit. (laughs) It's a lot of taken. So, Anakin is fixing up his pod racer. There's more Jar Jar Binks shit that pissed me off. And he fixes his pod racer, and it's great. He's going to race. Yeah. There's these like little annoying kids bullying him. Greedo. Actually, Greedo's there. Is he? Yeah, he oh. is. Yeah, as a little kid. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't shoot first. Right. <laughs> um, so, Qui-Gon takes a blood... I'm not making this up. Qui-Gon takes a blood sample of Anakin and ships it or sends it through his Gillette Fusion thing <laughs> to Obi-Wan, who's on the ship. He's like, I need you to test, look at this blood sample of this boy, because, you know, he, they claim he's born from the Force. And Obi-Wan is like, Qui-Gon, Master, Master Qui-Gon, uh, his midichlorians are off the charts. <laughs> his midichlorians. He says, even Master Yoda doesn't have that many. This is the first time we've heard about midichlorians in Star Wars. Yes. Um, and this is this has caused some controversy as well, hasn't it? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because they've basically... In, like, just this line, kind of rewritten everything we thought of the Jedi Force. It's making it more, like, science-based, really, isn't it? I, no, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I've never read the Bible front to back. Mm. So I feel like in order to understand, maybe I should. <laughs> it feels like it's part of the saga. Like, what What the fuck is a midichlorian? It's, it's the being, the entity? So Qui-Gon like goes and like mentions like that he was born created through the midichlorians. Right. So his midichlorians are off the charts. Off the charts. He's there's so much faith and spiritual being inside this boy. Something is going on with this boy. It's religion. It's it's evil. It's, I mean, have uh, good and evil. Mm. Right. Interesting. Interesting take. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> Not a religious man, but I don't know how I feel about it. So, uh, even Master Yoda doesn't have those many midichlorians. How are your midichlorians? Pretty low today. Low today or low... Wait, do they sh- shift? I feel mine do, yeah. Definitely. I'm on, I'm on a low midichlorian day. Be honest with me. Do yeah. you think I have high midichlorian count? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> Would I be a Sith or a Jedi? You, you can be honest. You'd be a Jar Jar. No! Oh, you twat. No. No. I just, can't. I won't accept it. Just fumbling around. Ugh. <laughs> not even actually. Like, you're there for comedy, but you're not even funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fits me. Fitting. Uh, who would you be? You'd be, uh, An- you'd be Anakin, you little <laughs> annoying little fuck. I'd be Annie. <laughs> 
But in the prequel, Annie, <laughs> you're not in the you're not Darth, you're not Vader, right? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, so they know the midichlorians are off the charts. That's literally the line that Ian McGregor, fantastic actor, he mm. keeps this thing going yeah. <laughs> for me, especially in the next two movies because he's a good actor. I really enjoy him, <laughs> but he's like, this is the line. His midichlorians are off the charts. <laughs> Like he's another he's an actor who's like probably like do I regret doing these movies? I don't think no, so. I don't because I'm crazy famous and I'll be fine forever. Yeah, and I I think he had a whole load of fun doing them as yeah, well. So like he's talked like he's like if they do a an Obi Wan film like I want to I would watch want to be Obi Wan. Yeah. yeah. During the shooting of this movie, during all his lightsaber fights, oh, yeah. you heard about this? Oh, yeah. He would do the sounds, and then they have to they would find what sounds he made and try to match what he does. But they'd also be like, you, "You've got to stop, stop doing, doing the sound." <laughs> Wouldn't you though? Of course. <laughs> we'll get to lightsaber fights in a bit. I can't wait. Uh, Qui Gon makes a deal. Oh, sorry. Darth Maul's ship appears on Tatooine. Oh fuck, he's here. He hops out of his his spaceship on with his dark hood. And he scopes Tatooine out, and he sends out recon droids. So this boy's got toys. He sends out his droids to go find and search the planet, because he thinks they're there. Qui-Gon Jinn makes a deal with Watto. He says that the boy is going to race in the pod race, and that if he wins, we can bet on him. I'm going mm-hmm. to put all my money on him, and you do as well. And if he wins, uh, I get half the earnings, and you get half the earnings. But uh, if he loses, then you get to keep my ship. Mm. If he wins, I get to free him or his mother, I believe it is. I fr- both, I think you said. Yeah, so Wado's like, no, you, you can only choose one. So he makes him flip for it. Mm. Now it lands on Annie. Do you think Qui-Gon... Forced it. Forced it, or it's just part of the prophecy? Maybe it's the midichlorians. It is. Yeah. So Wado's mad because it does land on Annie. Yeah. And he says, fine, it's a deal, but he's not going to win anyways. Now, this is a big part of this movie. The pod race. Wei Tang's favorite part about uh, <laughs> is Star <it>? Wars. <laughs> Did you play the game? N64? Oh, yeah. I think I have it right here in, our, in my room somewhere. There was that Let's game and it. there was Rogue Squadron. Uh, both were pretty decent games. I'll tell you. I was obsessed with Star Wars Episode One: The Game okay. for PC. I didn't know that was a thing. I fucking spent hours into this yeah. game. I would put the cheat in. I would. I beat the game, and then I put the cheat in and redo the levels with when you just fuck around. Who like, do you play as? Qui Gon. I believe Obi-Wan? you play as Obi Wan. Right. Or Qui- you. You probably go. You cycle through. Yeah. I believe. I remember mostly Obi Wan. Okay. Um, and it's just like going around killing droids, and I don't know. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. All the Star Wars games are amazing. Battlefront was a game I was obsessed with for PS2. I'm not a huge gamer, but the Star Wars video games are so were so fun. Um, there's Knights of the Old Republic was a huge one for a lot of people. Yeah, that did like, pretty well. Yeah, I feel like the Star Wars. I know people complain about the latest Battlefront one that was kind of a flop. People were upset at the content, but um, I don't know. Pod racing was a lit game. I'm looking to see what this PC game looked like. Uh, yeah, Star okay. Wars Episode One. Yeah. yeah, it was just like a Star Wars it game. It was cool. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. I put hours into this game. Uh, but pod racing is like Mario Kart. I wonder if I'm as good at, at pod racing as I am at Mario Kart. How would you play Mario Kart in pod racing? I guess it's the same. You've got to land your ship and <laughs> not drink. <laughs> Who came up with this pod racing thing? I have a bad feeling about this. 
Well, we were talking about pod racing. Then uh, we continued to talk about pod racing. We and the rest of the movie. We continue to do the rest of the movie. For a good, what, 40, 45 minutes? Another 40 minutes, and then yeah. uh, then we realize uh, only half of it recorded. We're, we're both having computer issues at the BDE right now. Uh, we recorded on my... Com- well, basically, we recorded this show right after we did Up Next, and your uh, computer, as, as Luke would say about the Millennium Falcon, is what a... Hunk of junk, or what does wow, he say? Big pile of shit. Big pile of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it took forever to like save that file. How dare you? This MacBook is the greatest <laughs> MacBook in the galaxy. It's the fastest. So we then started recording on mine, and it seemed to record fine. And then it was like, yo, yeah, I, I didn't bother recording like the last forty-five minutes of that. So, uh, but guess what? We didn't realize that till later. So now when we're trying to edit this show, we are like, oh, half of it's missing. But uh, we have things called jobs. Yeah. So then we couldn't do it. And uh, but for some reason, you're supposed to be at work, but you're here right. I now. may or may not be sick oh, right now. Oh shh. Are you looking a little pale there? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 um, Gotta get your midichlorians checked. Yeah. You know what? Work pissed me off this week, so fuck them. I'm not going in. Hey, and, that's okay. And here's the evidence for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so we're gonna go back to the review uh, momentarily. I feel like this review has taken like f- a week to do. Four, uh, four years of our lives. Yeah, uh, this is the first time this has happened to us. I know you've had this before. I know John and Wayne. Right. So welcome to the club. Before. Welcome to the pod. You're a professional podcaster yeah. now. Uh, so when you record a podcast and then you have to re-record it. Mm. Um, good thing I got all my good jokes in already. Well, this is the worry. So um, we've we've kind of skipped over like the stuff we have got saved, and we think we know what we've said and what we haven't said. I don't remember anything I've ever said ever. Um, but if we're repeating ourselves, we apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, we and just 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 laugh at the jokes again, like like we're gonna laugh at the jokes again. Uh, I have. I can. I have. You've got endless, new material. Yeah, yeah, I got endless Star We're Wars material. I, I can talk about Star Wars all, Star Wars all day. Um, so, I mean, I guess we should just get back into this. Sure. And talk about the greatest scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. The pod racing scene. Pod racing. It's definitely not the best scene in this movie. <laughs> um, so, thank you if you're still with us. Let's go. We're on Tatooine. It's time for the pod race. The big day. Uh, what are the chances the Jedi land on this planet needing this and there's a pod race happening and Anakin has a pod racer and is going to battle to win? Well, I think it's all... Uh, it's part of the prophecy. Is it coincidence or is it... Yeah, it's the prophecy. Everything's lining up. We should re- we should review uh, The Passion of the Christ next. Uh, no. Uh- <laughs> is that the same movie? <laughs> um, Jabba the Hutt. He's there. Remember him? Yep. He uh, is the, the young god. He's the, the leader of all the terrible things on Tatooine, as we've seen in old Star Wars movies. He's here. He's going to start. He's the ring bell, the guest ring announcer, mm. the guest ring timekeeper, whatever you want to call it. He eats this small alien, throws it at a giant gong, which is essentially the bell. Ring the bell, which starts this pod racing. Um Jabba's got his whole crew of alien friends mm. that we've seen in like Return of the Jedi and like all his his squad. But there's this like alien girl, and she is wearing 
a very similar looking gold bikini. Oh. I mean, we've seen that in the Star Wars universe. I wonder... We, we know Jar Jar's kinks. <laughs> He's not the one wearing it. This, no, that's Jabba. Not, it's not Jar Jar, Jabba, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jabba has a thing for gold. Uh, and girls wearing gold. Yeah. So, uh, yep. So there's also commentary for this pod racing thing. It's a full sporting event here on Tatooine. Yeah, I kind of felt these uh, these commentators didn't really fit in for, like, Star Wars for me. No. They seem like characters from a different kind of universe, I think. And it also wasn't even... It wasn't even a good enough for me to Google who they were. No. Because <laughs> I didn't... There wasn't anything that made me I laugh. I thought one of them looked like uh, the dad from the... Oh, what's it called? Modern that? Family? No, that cartoon. The Wild Thornbreeze or whatever it is. Oh, the smashing... <laughs> the yeah. Wild Thornbreeze. Wow, callback. Um, that th- these guys were not that great, but they're they're there to basically uh, tell you, explain to you what's going on. Because half the time, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Pod racing. Um, Sabalba, the alien that we saw earlier, who kind of got involved with uh, with Jar Jar. Uh, yeah, that guy does look like the Wild Thornberries guy. Uh, the guy who got involved with Jar Jar, he is racing, but he's kind of a he's an evil man. And just before the race, he he. He like unplugs something in Anakin's pod racer, so he's just a she's a piece of shit. Uh, but he's racing and he's now like throwing things, throwing wrenches out of his thing at other people. It, it's like Mario Kart. He's getting all the good weapons. Yep. He's getting all the good weapons and he's throwing shit at people. He's an ass. Um, Anakin, he he's his pod doesn't start; it stalls. So instantly, Qui Gon's like, "Fuck! I've made a giant, big mistake, putting all my trust into this little kid." Um, but Anakin finally gets it going, and he starts racing, and uh, it's intense. It's like Death Race. It's a giant death trap with a little kid. It's insane. Why is why is a nine year old kid in a race where people are dying? It doesn't make any sense. Um, so why Paul, is a nine year old kid in slavery? Come on now, <laughs> like these are. It's a different world here. <laughs> Tatooine. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so. This race is intense. How does this little kid end up with Natalie Portman? That's what that's I want to know. That's the real. That's the real issue. Yeah, that's something we'll get to. So, Mitchellians. <laughs> clearly, I have none. There's, uh, there's an all intense. There's aliens who are flying this thing. They, there's deaths. People are like crashing into canyons and stuff. They're, they're sand people. If you remember those guys, they're the real cool villains. What I liked when I was a kid, and they got sniper rifles and they're picking off these these racers like, it's like wacky races light, isn't it? It's like Mario Kart, but yeah. like what the fuck? So the the sand people will be back and in greater numbers. They're sniping motherfuckers, and Anakin's flying, but he can't get ahead of Sabalba. He's winning still, and Anakin's like jet comes loose. He's about to die, but of course he fixes it mid-race, and continues on, and eventually uh, passes Sabalba, which sends him in a spiraling, like, crash. He doesn't die, but he's just, like, mm. left out in the cold. And Anakin wins the pod race. Yippee! That's, yep, that's what he did. So, uh, the, the Jedi's gonna get the, the ship parts. Yep. Watto uh, now is like, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna give you Anakin. I changed my mind, and... Uh, Qui-Gon's like, Qui-Gon's uh, like, I'll fucking cut you. <laughs> he's like, uh, <laughs> give me the boy. it's a wise decision not to, 
not to not give me the boy. So Watto finds like, fine, you can you can have him. Uh, but if you see closely in this scene, uh, Darth Maul's recon droid mm. floats by because it's spying and it's it must see Qui Gon or it must have uh, recorded the conversation. I don't know. Um, Qui Gon takes all the the, the money and the, whatever and buys the parts for the ship. Then they go back to the ship and he they're fixing it with the with Obi Wan stuff. But he tells Obi Wan, Qui Gon says, uh, "I have to go back. I'll be back really quick." I have some unfinished business. And Obi-Wan is like, why do I sense you are saving another pathetic life form? <laughs> Meaning Jar Jar Binks yeah. and now Anakin. Um, I wouldn't call Anakin a pathetic life form. Some would call his acting pathetic. <laughs> I I don't poor, have as big an issue with this kid as others do. Um, you're, you're like eight years I've, old. Like. I've seen far worse child actors than this kid. Who's worse, the, the the kid in the old pet cemetery, Gage? He was he was bad. Um, <clears throat> like Anakin character is three as which? well. Gage is like three years old. Yeah, yeah. Like, gives a guy a brain. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a fucking clue what he's doing. <laughs> here I am judging. And his mum's raking in all the money. <laughs> here I am. Here I am roasting three-year-old actors. <laughs> That should be our new reviews. Like, you know who really child, sucks? Child actor the, movies. The baby and look who's talking. <laughs> Remember that baby and look who's talking? Dude, that baby sucked. <laughs> you could tell when it was his twin and not him. Like, <laughs> just different level of performance. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. So Anakin is now free. Qui-Gon says, you will become a Jedi. Anakin's like, Mom, can I go? Can I go? And she's like, of course. Of course. He's like, Yes. And he's packing all his things, but then he realizes, wait a second. What Am about- I going to see you again? Yeah, he's like, is, 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 my mom's coming too, right? And Qui-Gon's like, oh, only had enough room on this ship for you. <laughs> Realistically, couldn't he just take the mom? What's Watto going to do? Yeah. Call the cops? <laughs> what is it? True. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in charge here? They, they're flying away. They were never going to come back to this planet. You know, though, if they took the mom... They'd have needed to write more awful lines that she could absolutely. Yeah, you don't like the, the actor. Of She's that. terrible. Okay, well, Qui Gon, I think, could have gotten away with taking the mom too. That wasn't the deal. But he's, he's honest. He didn't like her acting, so they're taking Anakin. He says goodbye to his mom, and he says that one day I'll I'll be back. I'll be back to free you. I'll be back to save you. We'll see about that. So Qui Gon is now taking Anakin to the ship because he's going to take him to Coruscant with the queen and everyone like that because he thinks the boy is the prophecy as they are running towards the ship in the sand um something is flying fast towards them whoa Qui-Gon looks over and says Anakin drop and a, this being jumps off Darth Maul lands on his feet in all black with a red lightsaber popping up Qui-Gon takes his out green lightsaber and it's a lightsaber battle. One hour and 16 minutes into this movie, we finally see a lightsaber How long? fight. One hour, 16 minutes. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a Star Wars movie. And it finally starts to feel like it one. It finally here. starts yeah. to feel like a Star Wars movie here. Um, Darth Maul pulls out his lightsaber. Now, it, it he only has one blade out here. Yeah. Red. Because, you know, the Siths have red. But... He is famous for having the double blades, mm. which we later see. Yeah, I kind of wish 
that this was... And I, I feel... Uh, maybe now they would protect this. Right. As in, not put it in the trailers, not have all the toys out straight away. Right, okay. Don't don't you just think it would have been really cool in that fight later on that we'll get to? Right. When you see the second blade, you yeah. have no idea that this is like a dual lightsaber. I had this lightsaber. Yeah? I had this lightsaber as a kid. Okay. So, when I was running around the neighborhood, I was murking kids. Right. Kids would do double... Kids would come up to me and I'd be like, pew, pew. I know I don't look like much, but I'm actually pretty good at wielding a sword. You can do the cartwheels and stuff. <laughs> no. Um, That's what I always try to do. But mine was, was yours retractable? Um, well, like, yeah. Because you, you, you've got the, you've you got the fancy the... ones now that are like, they like, don't retract, no. but it, the beam like goes up. Yeah, those and look like, cool. They we look get, really We should great. get those. Yeah, we yeah. should get those. Um... So mine was retractable, so... Yeah, me too. I, I had Qui-Gon's. I had the green one. Yeah, you would. And, yeah. I would um, fuck you up, dude. I would, I, I, I'm thinking of taking up fencing now as an adult. Fencing's very different from... You, you want to take... Like, so I did... I did fencing at school. Oh, wow. Uh, for a little bit. And when I was at drama school, I did uh, rapier and dagger, like, for stage okay. combat. Okay, okay. Uh, which was really cool. So you maybe you would fuck But, me. like, lightsaber would be more like broadsword fight, because you're swinging. Yeah, whereas yeah. Whereas fencing's more about, um, Quickness. like, poking. Okay, okay. Uh, I was good. I was pretty good. I'm also good with a, a bow staff. I'll fuck you up. Give me a mop stick, and I'll kill you. Yeah. I could trip you up. I'm like, you know, I don't know who's good. I just remember I had the double lightsaber, mm -hmm. and then, like, my friends or neighbors or, you know, siblings or whatever... They would come, and they'd always be like two on one because I had the double blade. Right. I, again, I'd be smacking kids in the head with these lightsabers because they don't hurt. They're plastic. Yeah. They're fine. I love that shit. Um, yeah, they've started like so. You've seen you see later with uh, Count Dooku like the curved right curved La hilt. Ladies love the curve. And then you've got um, that other guy with the forearms. Yeah, who Darth? What's his name? He's like the droid. Darth. Yeah, he was a kind of a shit uh, one. He had, like, four, like, green ones, didn't he? That he'd, like, swing around. because no, he... From all the Jedis he killed. Yeah. He would take the, the lightsaber. And then you've got, uh, obviously, Kylo Ren's, like... The cross. The broadsword one. Which yeah, is, yeah. Which is really cool, is actually. Cool. A bit not very practical. I'd say this is a more practical... Blade. The double blade is more yeah. practical. Do you, do you know where he got this double lightsaber? No. The Darth Maul. Terrible. John would like it. Um, so Darth Maul is fighting Qui-Gon Jinn. It's uh, an epic, quick little battle here. He's basically sending Anakin, run to the ship, tell them to take off. Anakin does that. He gets aboard. Obi-Wan's like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, Qui-Gon is defending himself against this Darth figure, and he jumps up on the ship while it's taking off, and the ship takes off and flies away from Tatooine. And the shot here has Darth Maul just watching as they escape from behind him and his lightsaber like goes back and and i think this shot is really cool it's probably like half cgi but it looked really nice because he's just like i'm gonna get you mm -hmm. that's not over yet is what he's thinking probably uh yeah th this happens with a lot of villains where they like they have them not really look pissed off by it they're like i oh, know okay i see you it's like michael myers yeah <laughs> it, always, it, it is that kind of thing though like face. when they get away it's like I see you, fam. I see you. I get right. you. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll yep. get you next time. Well, uh, he will. So, the, uh, the, the crew is on the ship now. They're flying to Coruscant. Uh, Obi-Wan meets Anakin. Nice to, pleased to meet you. Are you a Jedi? Yeah. 
Yeah, I am. Anakin and Padme, they have another moment on the ship. Now, I'm going to keep readdressing this. She's 14. He's nine. Okay, cool. He got her a, a little bit of jewelry. And he says, I got you this so you'll never forget me. And she says, oh, Anakin, I'll never forget you. You know? It's romantic. Um, they finally land on Coruscant. And there's... Is it Palpatine? Senator Palpatine? Yeah. Uh, he looks oddly suspicious. He looks exactly like the evil... Yeah, there's... There's similarities between the two. <laughs> um, they're there with supreme chancellors, and uh, it's all political shit. It's weird. Uh, but Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, they need to go to the Jedi Council because they need to discuss what happens with Anakin. So they go there, and now we see Master Yoda, mm. Master Mace Windu. We see all these like Jedis that are chilling here in the Jedi Council. Um, they explain to the the council that they brought this boy back and his midichlorians are off the charts. They're insane. Through the roof. They're crazy. And Yoda is like, are you suggesting that this is the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force? I'm like, We don't think it could be him. And he's like, well, I demand the boy be tested. I demand it. And Samuel L. Jackson, who, you know, he's making money in MCU. And he's making money in the Star Wars movies. Yeah. No wonder he's like the highest paid actor ever. Is he still? I'm pretty I, sure. I think The Rock overtook. Yeah, true. The Rock needs to sign up for a, another Disney movie and he's set to. Well, he's in He's in DC. He's in He's in like a few franchises. Yeah. Sure he gets you... a few quid from Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, did you know that uh, the rumor is that the Mace Windu role mm. was written, created... For Tupac Shakur. Okay. Because... The Familiar with his work? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you are. Um, the rumor is that he once hung out, hung out with or talked to uh, George Lucas. And he was like, yo, I'm a huge fan of your old Star Wars movies. And George Lucas was like, actually, like, I'm going to make some more in the, in the future. Like, I'm going to make new ones. And he's like, yeah, but you never had a brother as a Jedi. And, like, it's upsetting. So George mm. Lucas is like, hey, man, like, you're not wrong. Like... You know, I'll, I'll, I'll cast you in this movie. And yeah, uh, Tupac died, mm. so he never got to be this in this shot. But now we got a guy, Samuel L. Jackson, who's bald. Yep. He's chilling there, acting all cool. All I'm saying is imagine it was Tupac. That would be really, that would be lit. It's Star Wars. They use a lot of holograms and projections. A few years ago, Coachella used a hologram projection of Tupac. Just saying, is Tupac a Jedi? Let's just all remember that. Cool. Things that could have been. <laughs> we don't get to see his lightsaber, but we talked about some lightsabers. What about Mace Windu's lightsaber? Well, so there's this whole... It, it's never in the films, but they, in like the other work, like books and stuff, yeah, they yeah. address the stones of the lightsaber, the yes. stones that create them. And <clears throat> it's this whole thing that it's either like, there's only three. There's okay. red, there's green, there's blue. Then Samuel Jackson's like, yo, I want a purple one. You know, that's the story, too. Yeah, completely. That's the story. He was like, yo, why can't I have a different color? And they're like, well, like, like what? And he's like, I want purple. He's like, fuck, all right. <laughs> you got it, dude. And you have all these people that have written all this, like, lore. And they're like, fuck. Oh, yeah, but there's another planet with a purple stone. You know what he got engraved on his hilt as well? No. BMF? What does it mean? Bad motherfucker. <laughs> 
That's a true story as well. That's amazing. Yeah. Samuel Jackson, the goat. Um, yeah, he just has a purple lightsaber because he's like, fuck you. That was cool. But you know what? They probably weren't that mad considering there's another lightsaber we sold. Like, to this day, people, someone's buying a purple lightsaber somewhere. Oh, yeah. So, like, fuck. They're making money. When I went, and I'm sure they've got this for Star Wars, when I went to uh, the Harry Potter Studios yeah, um, in London, right. which is fantastic. I Just as I'm not big on the Harry Potter films, I love Harry Potter, like the books and the world, but just to be on like a film set and see all the crazy details they do. Okay. They have um, a shop where they've got every single character's wand. From it, like every single cat, like a character that's mentioned right. once. That's insane. And it's got its own different, like style, like different handle, yes. different type of wood. It's saying like the oh well, this is phoenix feather and unicorn hair or whatever. Oh god! But every single one is individually well detailed, and I'm sure they've got this they do. Star Wars yeah, as well. I went to so Star Wars World is being like finished. I hope it's finalized before Tampa next year for mm. Mania, so we can go to it because it looks fucking crazy. Apparently, you can go on the Falcon. But last time I was in Disney World in Florida, my friend Shane, mm. we're in Disney World and they have the Star Wars, they had the little Star Wars land there mm. and they have a store that's designed to design your own lightsaber. Damn. So just like how you explained yeah. for Harry Potter, so you have everyone's lightsaber, so you see like the purple one for Mace Windu, mm. the cross one for Kylo, the double thing for thing, but then they have where you can make your own. So... Realistically, I, I went in and I made a double-bladed, double-crossed one. Okay. So I was like, what do you even do with that? I don't know, but I made it. You're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You can go in and like make a double purple. You can go in and make a you know all sorts of different little things. You can take the handle from one and put the blade of other things. Like It's super nerdy. Mm. But of course, the more add-ons and stuff, the more they charge you. So it's like insane. Uh, I didn't buy one. And I actually spent probably 15 minutes convincing my friend not to spend the money. Is it on. like when you do pick and mix? You know, and you're like, you know, pick and mix candy? Okay. Where you get a bag and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, I want some of that, I want some of that. Yeah, yeah I'll have some of them. And then you take it same. and they're like, that is $33, <laughs> please. And you're like... Fuck, okay. <laughs> I feel that's what it would be with the lightsaber. Yeah, so it's Disney World. Yeah. So it's everything's expensive. Yeah. And it's just really cool. So I highly recommend go making your own custom mm. lightsaber. We need some lightsabers in here. I'll fuck you up. I'd want a purple with like I can't I do like Count Dooku's hilt. I'd like that curve. Sort of curve. Yeah, yeah, alright. That's cheating though, because it's got the curve. Everyone knows that. Um so the the Jedi Senate uh, sorry, the Jedi Council they speak to Anakin, and they're testing him. And Master Yoda, with uh, you know a famous Jedi quote here, he says, "What's wrong, Anakin? You seem a little like nervous or scared." He goes, "I'm a little, I'm a little uh, scared, sir, Master, whatever." Yoda goes, mm, "Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I sense much fear in you." He was he, Yoda knew. Yoda was the only one here who was like, "Yo, can't do this." I think this is a bit of a stretch as well. What? Okay, you're a nine-year-old kid. You've just had some hippie with long hair and this kid with a rat tail come to your home and be like, "Yeah, say goodbye to your mum. I'm taking you away." Wouldn't you be a bit like scared, apprehensive, maybe? Your life just changed. Your life just changed, right? And then someone's gone... Oh, you're scared? Oh, you're scared? You're going to be fucking evil. 
It's essentially what Yoda's saying here. Why are you listening to some little green monster anyways? What's he going to fucking do? I love Yoda, though. Um, this is, did you watch the old one or the edited one? I'm not sure. You probably watched the... Re- the Whatever was on Putlocker. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like different shots with CGI added in years later to kind of fix it up. Because mm-hmm. it's 1999. It's mm-hmm. 20 years ago now. Um, Yoda looked funny in the original. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like a fucking Jim Henson like Muppet. I think actually Henson well, that's, yeah. No, that's what it was yeah, in the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just didn't there's something it. I do like. I do like the puppets. Of course, though. of course, of course. Uh, and uh, I think that's where they've done better in the newer ones, where they've they've kind of married the two together. Um. So the the Senate and councils and all the political shit. Um. The Queen is there with Senator Palpatine, and there's this giant Senate with like floating pods of all the galaxies and all the planets, and all the aliens are there to talk about their planets and what's going on and the politics. It's like the UN, mm. right? But it's ever the galaxy. Um, so you see different, you see like Gungans in some things, you see like, I don't know, all sorts of things. If you look at Rosa May's trying to strike a deal, <laughs> like. You see ETs. Yep. Colony. E.T. It's a little Easter egg in this movie, but if you look closely, they're chilling off in some floating pod. Like, we gotta know what's going on with our mm. country. We gotta know what's going on with our planet. Uh, which is really funny. Um, then we get uh, Jar Jar. He's talking with the Queen. He's talking to uh, Padme, sorry. And uh, he's telling her, like, hey, like, I know things aren't going well with the Senate. Uh, basically, she sa- she tells the Senate, like, we're taking back our people. We're, get- we're gonna go back. We're gonna take over our What's ours? The, the the Federation, the evil people with their droids, they can't bully us anymore. We're going back. We're going to fight. And Jar Jar's like, hey, uh, just so you know, uh, Misa people live under the, the, the country you're, you're, you're from. We have the Gungans. Yeah. Like, we have a whole army of them. She's like, hmm, interesting. Amidala, uh, who is Padme, sorry. <laughs> Padme is the, is the maiden. Amidala is the queen. Well, her name's Padme Amidala. So, Queen Amidala. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Right. It is confused. Like, I get confused. Yeah, okay. Who is who in this? Uh, I read here Palpatine sucks because he's clearly, uh, he's like, oh, wait, what do you know? We should just sign this and, uh, you know, hand it off. Let them do it. And they're like, nope, we don't want to listen to you, sir. Don't trust a guy yeah. with a British accent. Come on I now. never trust people with British accents. Uh, so, their their plan is they're going to go back to Naboo, and they're going to fight. That's what they're planning to do. Now, the Jedi Council, they tell Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan that Anakin will not be trained. Qui-Gon gets pissed. He steps in. He goes, come on, I'll train him. They're like, well, no, you have a Padawan already, and that is Obi-Wan. He goes, Obi-Wan is already ready. I now pronounce him a Jedi Master. I don't need to train him anymore. He's, He's... He's fine. Obi-Wan steps up and says, I'll face the Jedi trials. I don't even know what that means. Um, they say the boy is dangerous. You can't you can't do this. This is a bad idea. He's dangerous. It's terrible. And uh, Qui-Gon starts going off about the midichlorians again. Uh, he says, uh, you know, I don't care what you say, but I am going to train this boy. And they say, fine. You want to train him? Go train him. Yeah. All right. Question. Yeah. Anakin isn't the chosen one. Well... Luke is. Yes, right. Yeah. But, if the council got their way here, and they were like, nope, don't trust him, don't train him. Right. 
we would have maybe never got Luke anyway. It's true. So all these events had to happen. You're not the casualties wrong. had to happen. You're like, not wrong. Vader had to happen to eventually bring peace. You gotta you gotta have darkness before you have light. Exactly. Right? Mm. So you know, without without pain, joy wouldn't feel so good. Mm. Right? Uh, Star Wars is quite beautiful. Um <laughs> So Qui-Gon's like, fuck you guys, I'm going to train him. Obi-Wan, you're now a Jedi Master. Boom, bing, bang, bang. Uh, he tells, Qui-Gon tells Anakin, like, hey, uh, I'm going to be training you. You have high midichlorians. And he's like, what's a midichlorian? And he, he describes it as a microscopic life form that lives in all living cells. And it's symbiotes with us. And uh, it, I don't know. Without them, we don't exist, is what he says. Anakin looks as confused as most people hearing this for the first time. So now, the Queen, some of her Republic, and Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, for whatever reason, decide to fly back to Naboo to fight the evil Federation. That's right. They get there, they realize we have to sneak in and free some of our people, and then we have to get to the Viceroy, the evil politicians, to make them sign this treaty so that we get... Very strange. Very strange. Uh, so... When they get to Naboo, they listen to Jar Jar. They go send him to go get the Gungans, but they're not there. So they're in a secret meeting place on Naboo. So they go there and they meet all the Gungans and the Gungan boss is chilling. And Queen Amidala starts talking to them, trying to make a deal, but it's not going that well. All of a sudden, Padme, the handmaiden, interjects and steps in. And they're like, uh, what's going on? And Padme, the handmaiden, reveals that she is in fact the real queen. She's a decoy in case, you know, things go weary. Mm. So all this time we've realized that Natalie Portman, Padme, is the true queen and that Kira Knightley is the fake decoy queen. Yeah. Now, even their own parents filming this movie couldn't figure out who was who. Yeah. Because they look really similar. Oh, yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't even know what was going on. Because no, <laughs> I was like, what? Neither did I. And I'm... Because I haven't seen this film for... Years and sure. years and years. So I'm rewatching it, and then I'm saying to you in the other room because we're we're watching separately because yeah. we want like yeah. our reactions to be like sure. here yeah. when we record. And I'm like, yo, what's your, I thought? I thought Natalie Portman was the queen. Like, what's? <laughs> but who's who's this? And you're like, oh no, that is explained later. I'm like, all right, okay. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, Kira Knightley's the fake queen. Yeah. So. She goes on to do some pirates movies, yeah. though, so she's fine. Love but Actually. Natalie Portman, though, mm. the goat, she's great. I love her. Closer? Yeah. With the pink wig? Mm-hmm. Take have we said this already? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we have or not. Close is a great film. I I did the, is it Larry, the Clive Owen part? Because it's a Ooh, play yeah. first. Oh, okay. Um, so we did it as scene study in our first term at drama school. Nice. And I got the best scene because he has the in dirtiest that. line. It's you can't say uh, it on this show. John Langway will get mad. Yeah. Is slag a bad word? Yeah. Okay, um, you can say it. It's the yeah. Something something you dirty slag. Fuck off and die, you <laughs> fucked up slag. It's the greatest <laughs> line a, in a movie. He says it to Julia Roberts. Oh yeah. yeah. Just if you haven't seen Closer, just Google this scene. Yeah. It's um, really and, and you'll be like, holy, yeah, that was intense. Uh, I had to study it for a uh, film class in college. Okay. So that's why I, I watched great. it and I was like, this is crazy. I like Natalie Portman in uh, Black Swan. Black Swan. She won yeah. the Oscar, She's right? great. And uh, Garden State. 
fantastic okay. movie. And yeah, Natalie as I think I mentioned earlier, Leon, you should watch it. Great. Yeah, film. I've never seen it, but it sounds great. Um, also, I I was reading a bit about her uh, like approach to the part of Padme because mm-hmm. um, obviously Padme is uh, uh, Leia's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was watching mm-hmm. a lot of Padme's Leia's Padme's Leia's mom, right? Leia's mom. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> um, so she was watching a lot of Carrie Fisher, and she was trying to do like basically Carrie Fisher is American. Sure. Um, but she tries to do like a British accent okay. in Star Wars. So she keeps on like going in and out of that. Sure. Yeah. So she was trying to do the same oh. to have like the same accent okay. as weird her daughter to yeah, be. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, when she's in all the weight makeup and stuff, she's talking in a, yeah, obviously yeah. Kira Knight. Yeah, yeah. 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 But she's speaking in that accent. Super and then when she's like the handmaiden, she's more American. Right. Oh, um, and she was like, that was something I wanted to carry through to like... She's like, carry... Oh, through. yeah. She's like, look, Carrie Fisher was a bad actor, so I can be one too. Hey, she was a good actor. <laughs> Han Solo is the only real good actor in that like, fucking old movies. Like, that's... For, not really, but like... The Emperor's... I, I know, I know, I know, yeah. I know. Um, so, here we go. They're on Naboo, and they're gonna go to war. They... Are, they... They... Gang, gang up with the Gungans. Gang, gang. They gang up with the Gungans, and they're going to fight the droid army. They're going to fight the Federation. They're going to fight the Fed. And that's it. So they run back with the little squad that they had, and they're interception, intercepting the, the droids because they're going to try to get their people back who are like locked up in their own army. The Gungans now are on an epic battlefield with the Gungans versus the droids. Yeah. And it's like a giant dome thing. Yeah, was Infinity War, Wakanda, inspired by this moment in this film? Because it's got, it's got the same thing. It's got the protective dome. Right. And ev- them, like, trying to get through the sure. bad guys it's and some similar. managing to get through. It is very similar. I got those vibes. Uh, so the droids and the Gungans are fighting. Meanwhile, Queen and her people are sneaking in, trying to get through. And then there's, like, a... a a starship battle up in the sky going on because there's the Federation's like uh, main ship that controls all the droids, like all their stuff up there. So the, the 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 rebels, the Republic, are trying to destroy that as well. So there's just like battles going on all over the place. But as Qui Gon and Obi Wan are assisting the Queen to get to the Viceroy, here we go. This is what you've came for. This is why you're here. The Duel of the Fates. The best Star Wars song there is. It's the greatest. It gets you hype, man. Yeah. Darth Maul appears. He's there. Now everyone's staring at him like, who is this fucking terrifying, scary man? Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, they say, continue on. We've got this. Then the Duel of the Fates get a little more intense. And they pull out their lightsabers actually first they take their robes off I love when Jedis they're like it's like wrestling it's like boxing they're like alright here we go let's get in this thing they take the robe off they're getting all comfortable Darth Maul look, is, Darth Maul is in a serious outfit by the way He, yeah it's like very martial arts inspired yeah black, black instead of yeah, the white robe. it's badass as yeah, fuck. It's cool. he's terrifying with his red face paint and horns and all these things um, so this is where he reveals the double blade and the lightsaber and you're thinking oh boy so now it's a handicap match it's Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi against Darth Maul and if you ask me this is where you could start the movie (laughs) you want to watch this movie and remember how good it was start here 
and watch for the next 20 minutes and you're like wow that was pretty good uh, this is all I remember from this movie yeah um, this is and where it, it gets good to be fair to, it's one of the best fight scenes in Star Wars yes full stop yes. I think at, at this point this scene beats any lightsaber battle from the original trilogy uh, yeah I would say so the only one I remember in the original trilogy is uh, Luke and Vader essentially is all you get because there's not many you get Obi-Wan and Vader yeah in the those aren't real fights though and he's then, like old and yeah <laughs> Uh, Guys. Empire's intense, like, yeah. on the bridge and everything. Yeah, that's what I uh, like, yeah. But I think this is the best, just, like, it's crazy. combat so, scene. Yeah. Well, um, it's Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan versus him, and they're fighting in this, like, generator area inside somewhere in a building kind of thing. This crazy huge scene uh, setting in on Naboo here. And like, there's, like, generators. And... and this now looks like a Star Wars film as well. Like, a big fight on a big high bridge with a pit of death. Like, that's what of I course. want in my Star Wars Yeah, yeah. Films. You want to see some, like, crazy-ass shit. And this is exactly it. So, the lightsaber battle is crazy. Everyone's doing flips. Um, Qui-Gon Jinn, how old is he during this movie? Uh, like Liam Neeson's, like, 46 at this point. Crazy, considering he's doing, like, some of the stunts. But I'm more focused on uh, Ian McGregor. Ewan. Ewan McGregor, sorry. He's fantastic. He's doing the... Uh, apparently, he does the sounds when they film this. Yeah. Like the... Wouldn't you? And then they had to edit it in afterwards, so they knew where what sounds go where <laughs> when he's doing it. I couldn't imagine how much fun this guy had filming this movie. Because mm. he's in all three of them. Yeah. The prequels. And, you know, people are saying he, he might even do an Obi-Wan movie. I would allow it. I would watch I that. Think, I think after Solo, they kind yeah, of scrapped the ideas yeah, of that, which is a shame. Um, he, he's underrated in, in the athletics here. Uh, Ray Park does probably his own stunts here, I would assume, because considering he's doing backflips and cartwheels and all sorts of super junior stuff. Uh, fantastic fight scene, honestly. So they're going back and forth, handicap match. They're fighting inside. There's generators and pits and all crazy shit like going laser on. walls laser out. walls yeah um, we get meanwhile Anakin he's he's on, on his own he decides to get into a, a flying ship and hide and R2-D2 is in the back of his ship but he accidentally hits uh, like autopilot mm. so he starts firing and starts killing droids with the gun but then the ship takes off and sends him into space yep so uh, he's got R2 on his back and he's like shooting other starships and shooting evil droid ships, and he decides to try a, a trick. Yeah, I think this is definitely a homage to uh, the end of A New Hope, where you right. see Vader gets hit, he's in his ship, and it starts spinning, and right. spinning out of control. He freaks out. Um, and Anakin goes, I'll try spinning, that's a good trick, and basically does the same <laughs> thing where he's spinning around. I didn't even realize that. Did you not? No. Um, so Anakin's just up there killing shit. Jar Jar Binks, he's on the battlefield. Meanwhile, the crazy, not Wakanda, but the Gungan battlefield. He's got these giant, like, Gungan bubble bombs. Yeah. And he accidentally knocks over a bunch of them. But then his, uh, his goofiness and accident, you know, his aloofness, mm. I don't even know what you and call actually, it. Actually, if you look carefully enough in this battle, Howard the Duck is there. Howard the Duck is not... <laughs> he's not in the wrong movie. Um, so Jar Jar's killing droids and tanks and all sorts of things. Because they made him a general right before this battle. So uh, if you make Jar Jar a general, how how good is your... If, if Jar Jar can be a general, guys, you can do anything you put your mind to. <laughs> uh, Padme is uh, inside the... She's infiltrated the, the Viceroy, the evil politicians, and she's there, and 
droids scare her off, so she runs off with some of her guys. But then it is revealed that that was the decoy, and the real Padme is here, and now we got guns to your heads. You're going to sign this treaty, you evil Senate people, whatever. Uh, pol political stuff. Meanwhile, back to the good stuff. The lightsaber battle is still happening, and there's like generators, and they're on top of this bridge, and it's two on one, but Darth Maul has the double blades, so he's he's doing quite fine. He eventually uh, like super kicks or something. Obi Wan goes flying off, yeah. doesn't die, but lands somewhere. So now it's Qui Gon against Darth Maul, kind of one on one, but still kind of not fair. Well, there's, because there's this moment as well where. Um so the the like laser walls have now separated Obi Wan. So there's laser walls that are like generator things that turn on and off, but they turn off like I don't know every few seconds. So there's a good so it separates all three guys. So they're all staring and they wait. And Qui Gon like t turns his lightsaber off and drops down he to goes his, Zen. He's like, almost like praying, like he's yeah. chilling. He's just I chilling. love this moment because it's it's being like action, 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 and then stops. Oh, we can't do anything for like. 10 seconds and so they Darth feel like long, 10 long seconds so Darth Maul's like standing there staring at him like and he, he like puts his saber through the wall to see if it and it's like oh no yeah this will fuck me so he they chilling the, the walls are chilling but Obi-Wan is so still further behind he can see everything but he's running trying to run towards mm. them the the laser doors open and now Qui-Gon and Darth Maul are going back at it one one on one Obi-Wan is running towards him trying to save him but the door the the power thing wall closes it on him again so he's got to wait the next 30 seconds again but these are the longest 30 seconds of his life because he gets to watch as Qui-Gon gets basically hit in the face by the the actual lightsaber uh core like the handle into the face which then Darth Maul impales him stabs him yeah. through the center of his body killing Qui-Gon Jinn Obi-Wan is witnessing this through the, the generator wall thing screaming no um, a better no than we've seen in some Star Wars movies <laughs> <laughs> um, so now he's pissed because he just watched this guy die Yeah, and now he's got to fight this guy one on one and he's got a double blade it's all about the double blade the wall opens up Obi-Wan is mad turns his lightsaber on and now it's a one on one with Obi-Wan and Darth Maul, they're fighting, they're going at it. He takes his lightsaber and decides to slash through the middle of Darth Maul's lightsaber, which turns it into just a solo blade. So it's a fair fight. So now they're going one-on-one, -on -one, um, but Darth Maul, he's a Sith. He's evil and likes to do evil tricks. He uses the force push, uh, sending Obi-Wan down this pit, but he hangs on. He's hanging on for his dear life. Um... And Darth Maul kicks his lightsaber down the pit. So now Obi-Wan doesn't even have his lightsaber. And he's hanging on for dear life. It cuts back to Anakin. He's up in the sky. He's flying. He's doing silly things. He decides, hey, everyone's trying to shoot this thing. I guess I should try to help. And he decides to fly in there and shoot up the place. He shoots and destroys the Federation's ship. Which is like the main hub. The main, you know... The place for the baddies when he destroys this every droid on the battlefield below on Naboo every droid ever shuts down all the evil Federation droids they are deactivated all because of Anakin he saved the day um, they got the, the the queen has gotten the viceroy to sign the deal so that's done it cuts back Obi-Wan Kenobi hanging on for dear life Darth Maul trying to get him with his lightsaber while he's hanging 
And this is where it gets gets all emotional. Obi-Wan looks over at the, the corpse of Qui-Gon Jinn, his, his master who just died. And he notices his lightsaber is just chilling there. Yeah. So Obi-Wan, using the goodness of the Force, all his midichlorians, he uses the Force. He jumps up over Darth Maul, uses the Force to grab the lightsaber of Qui-Gon and slashes Darth Maul through the gut, through the, the, the middle, yep. right up, right around the waist, cutting him in two pieces. And as the body falls, you see the, the body separate. So Darth Maul has been cut in half, literally, as he plummets to his death. Or so we think. Yeah. Depending on what universes of Star Wars you follow. Well, yeah, let's go into that a bit. So <laughs> I think, I mean, we've said... There's not enough Darth Maul in this film. And no. I, I think it was a big mistake uh, killing him off because I think he'd be a great villain for the next film as well. Right, he, they could have um, kept him, yeah. I think there needed to be more of him. Uh, they reintroduce him, I believe, in the animated uh, mm-hmm. series, which I haven't seen, but apparently they're, they're very, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just the extra stuff. Like, did, did he, he should have died, though. How does well, he come back to life? He's got robotic legs, no? Well, think, the lightsaber is, like, hot, so you never bleed. Think when, like, Luke's arm gets cut off yes. and stuff. There's no blood, because it, right. like, sears it, like, straight away. So okay. it closes the wound. Wow. So he's just been amputated, basically. Well, that means he doesn't have his, his legs, or... Yeah. His bum? So they, they bring him back in uh, with different legs and stuff. And we see him in the solo film as right, well. Right, because that's a prequel as well, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think they definitely... I I reckon they regretted killing, killing him here. Yeah. Uh, because I think he's the best thing of this film. He's the most interesting thing. Even, of course. Even before you go and see it, you just see that makeup and you're like, who is this yeah, guy? You're like, this guy is interesting. Scary. Yeah, I agree. They shouldn't have killed him in this movie, but I remember watching this being like, yeah, Obi-Wan fucking killed him. Yeah, get him. Um... He kills Darth Maul. He runs to the aid of Qui-Gon, who's just barely alive. He clings on. And he says... Klingon's a different different star series. Sorry. Um, He has Qui-Gon in his arms. And Qui-Gon's like, Obi-Wan, you did it. You know, don't worry about me. I'm I'm passing on. It's fine. However, you need to promise me. You need to promise me, Obi-Wan, that you will train Anakin. He is the chosen one. You need to train him. Promise me. And Obi-Wan says, I will do it. I will train the boy. I will fulfill the prophecy. And, and yeah, keeping his word to Qui-Gon, like, fucks up a lot of shit. <laughs> Qui-Gon really fucked this, this whole galaxy up. Uh, Palpatine says thank you to Queen Amidala. He says, uh, you know, you saved the day. He's kind of doing it in a weird thing because, you know, he's actually secretly mad. Mm. Um, he looks over at Anakin, pa- Senator Palpatine here, and he says... We will watch your career closely, foreshadowing that he hires Anakin years later. Um, He's grooming him. Uh, Obi-Wan is with Yoda, and he tells him that, uh, you know, Qui-Gon, I made this promise, I'm going to train this guy. And uh, Yoda says, train the boy you will. So he's granted the Jedi Council is allowing Obi-Wan Kenobi to train Anakin. Again, big mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a huge funeral fire for Qui-Gon Jinn. His body is being burned uh, and everyone is around is, is there nodding and, and watching. 
And this is where the Jedi Council have a, a conversation about uh, the Sith. How there's always two. There's the Master and there's the Apprentice. Yeah. So we don't know... But if, which one was he? Yeah, who was the Darth Maul? The Master or the Apprentice? So the the Jedi Council, they're, they're weary. They know something's... Something's and they ask this as, as the camera just pans over Palpatine, mm, just watching. The evil, the evil man, because he is the master. There's now a crazy ceremony and a celebration on the planet of Naboo with humans, Gungans, all yeah, sorts. Very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi. The like, final the, the end of that, yeah. Everyone is being celebrated. There's fireworks. The Gungans are happy. The, the Republic are happy. Everyone's just happy, you know? And it cuts to Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's now cut his rat tail off because he's a master now. Yeah. And it now, shows Anakin with his little rat awful thing. Awful hair. His little, little dangly hair thing. And it shows Anakin. And he looks over at Padme. And Padme looks over at him. And they smile a little bit. And... Credits. And that's it. That is Star Wars. Episode 1. The Phantom Menace. Wow, what a mess. <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed watching it back now. As a, a full-grown man. Watching it now, I'm like, this movie is interesting. There's, there, there is good stuff about this film yes. as well. Yes. Uh, people got to remember as when this film was made, like 1999. A lot of these visual effects were new, revolutionary yeah. at the time, and people have obviously gone on and perfected them and stuff. And excuse me, people uh, knock George Lucas a lot for going overboard right. with this, but I, people now have like learnt what the balance is and sure I think these movies were definitely uh, some to push what James Cameron's now doing with Avatar I, I wouldn't say just this trying is... to advance cinema this isn't the worst the worst one the worst Star Wars movie um, <laughs> you're, you're, I've got to go back I think the Jewel of the Fate scene is fantastic the music there is fantastic yeah. Darth Maul's very interesting but there needs to be more of him yeah I think Going the politics route is a bad idea, especially when this is the reintroduction. I'm just imagining, like, again, 1999, I'm eight years old, right? Yeah. I'm imagining, like, my mom taking me to this movie, and she's like, what? Why are they doing this? Like, yeah. I'm trying to take my kid to the Star Wars movie. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're probably falling asleep to this, being like, come on, do some lasers and things. Get this thing going. Get yeah. the battles going. And like we said, like, the first lightsaber duel is until over an hour yeah. into this movie, and it's like... Uh, you know, the movie starts with lightsabers, but it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same against not droids. Same. Yeah, you need, it's not the same. You need the saber on saber. Saber on saber. Stop the yeah. saber on saber violence. Um, I, I, I still enjoyed this movie. I remember seeing it again like three times in theaters. Watching it back here, uh, I'm joking, gro groaning at a lot of the Jar Jar stuff, but like it is still entertaining, and that, I had a lot. That of That was the one issue uh, I had as well. Jar Jar wasn't like bad in a funny way. He's just X Pac heat. It's, it's scrappy dude. And I'm obviously our recording fucked up. I'm not yeah. sure if I've said this or not. Right. But Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze is so bad it's funny. Yes. I don't find this funny. I don't find any no. of his quotes like awful enough yeah. that you're like, that's badly funny. Well, I guess we got to review Batman and Robin. <laughs> Please. Um, um, but the film also did pretty well critically at the time. Yeah, it did. Um, it... Like, uh, Roger Ebert, like, probably the most famous like, reviewer. movie reviewer there is, like, praised it for 
he says Lucas tells a good story. He's like, um, he like goes on to say, if the characters aren't so compelling in this, it's because you know where they're going to go. So it's kind of weird seeing like these early versions of characters. Um, but yeah, praises the visual effects and all that. Uh, a lot of people comment on like the hokey dialogue, but you know what? That's Star Wars. You watch A New Hope again, the dialogue's hokey. Um, you said earlier about like bad acting in yeah, it's a lot of it is the dialogue. Yeah, the yeah, dialogue's yeah. not good, and but people look more fondly on the older on ones. the older ones. Hey, I bet kids these days love these ones. I don't know. I bet like... there's some. I mean, there's certainly like. A soft spot in... We reviewed the Power Rangers movie and re-watching that we're like, this is a terrible film. But right. I am I still remember being a kid being like, this is the best thing ever. This is true. Um, the film, like, broke a load of records. It uh, In its debut, uh, it broke the Lost World's record for the largest single-day <gasps> gross for taking more than $28 million in the opening day. Um, and it was the fastest film to gross $100 million in five days. Um, it's this, it at the time was the second ever, uh, highest opening weekend by taking 64.8 million, uh, to put that in perspective nowadays, Endgame just smashed it with 1.2 billion dollars wow, in opening weekend. You think Star Wars, the new Star Wars, the fall of the, what is it? The last of the Skywalker? Uh, rise of Skywalker. What well, do you think that'll, that'll top it? You'll take top it? Endgame? Yeah. No, no, I don't think I so don't either. Think so. <clears throat> I don't think Endgame will be touched for a while. Yeah, I think so too. Um, well, that is Phantom Menace. Uh, I know we have some feedback. We do. Forum.postwrestling.com is where we do it for NXT every Wednesday night. But uh, uh, let's do it. Also, I, I just want to say um, some sad news came out uh, last night. Um, Peter Mayhew, who plays oh, Chewbacca right. in all the films, Chewy. Uh, died age 74. Oh, man. All right. So this show is in honor of him. What a Wookiee. Uh, one of the most iconic characters in cinema. Um, yeah, rest in peace. I love I love Chewbacca. Everyone loves Chewbacca. I look like Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do the, the sound, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that not right? bad. Oh, wow, look you. at you. Um, let's go to some feedback. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have a lot of things to say about this movie. So let's go to Gary from Dallas. Phantom Menace came out when I was 14. I've been a massive Star Wars fan as a kid, but I missed the release of the original trilogy. I did see the special editions when they were released in 97, but it was really the books, comics, and video games that kept my interest when I was a kid. So when this movie came out, it was huge. I remember clapping the first time the trailer came out in a theater and everyone lost their minds. As a 14-year-old, I loved it. I saw it five or six times in the cinema that summer. It had what I was looking for. Mind-blowing effects, lightsaber duels, and John Williams. As I've grown older, the problems with the movie have all become glaring. Jar Jar, wooden acting, and weird plot decisions. Especially Anakin being born from the Force? What the fuck? I'll always fondly remember my passion for it in 99, but that it kept the Star Wars saga alive for another generation. It also has the greatest trailer ever. Uh, actually, before we did this review, I did watch the trailer. It yeah. did make me want to watch the movie. I, one of the things I remember, and as I was watching the film, there's a line from Palpatine where he goes, wipe them out, Ooh. all of them. And I remember that from the trailer. Is um, that in this one or is that from... No, that was in this movie. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, saying about the trailer, there's something I feel Star Wars is one of those things that is always going to have that hype. I love hype for a trailer. Yeah. So I was working... It must have been the Super Bowl or or something like that, a big sporting event. 
Um, and they released the first trailer for The Last Jedi. Right. And I was working at the bar, and everyone was quiet. I turned the sound up, I turned the lights off, and everyone watched the first trailer for The Last Jedi. Everyone was silent, and everyone, like, clapped after. I like that. I like getting hyped for something. Sure, of course. And nowadays, you don't have that as much with so many things, and I think Star Wars and Marvel are one of the few things that are still going to have that and get that reaction from Well, it's people. also like the internet changed a lot of things. You would have to go see a movie to see the trailer. Yeah. You can't just Google trailers. Right. Like, you, you couldn't do that, right? So now it's like Sonic the Hedgehog puts out a trailer. People can bash it in the day it came out and that so so much that they go and now they're going to change what the movie is. So, yeah. like, it's pretty crazy that that is the thing. It's very rare. It's Companies still do it. Movies still do it where they don't release the trailer on the internet until... It's come out with a movie, yeah, which is very rare, but they'll get you sometimes. Movie mm. trailers are, are are still an art. Um, uh, we have Psycho Hurricane. Still remember when this movie came out in 1999? It was Star Wars mania all over again. Every news outlet was reporting the event of those long lineups of fans camping in front of theaters to be the first to see the movie. It was my generation version of the original Star Wars mania. I actually saw this three times, like you, in theatres, and I really loved it for the most part. Sure, Jar Jar Binks was annoying, but outside of that, it was your typical Star Wars movie, and I had high hopes for the rest of the trilogy. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Michael from Newfoundland. Me and my buddy Todd skipped school for the day to watch this the opening week. Among the prequels, I consider this one the best. I still remember the hype behind it from the constant commercials, trailers, best cans, and music videos. As a kid in grade 9... I was all in. I would, I will never say that the prequels were good. They were CGI Latin spectacles with slightly more logical story sense than the current Michael Bay films. But I have a soft spot for Episode One. It was fun for what it was. Hashtag pod racing. Uh, Alex Patel keeps it short and sweet by saying, "By far the worst Star Wars movie ever." <laughs> Along with Attack of the Clones. <laughs> oh, see, this is where my issue lies. I had beef with Attack of the Clones ever since I saw it in theaters. I saw Attack of the Clones in theaters, and when I got there, uh, I couldn't sit with my with my. Fa- I went with my family. Right. I couldn't sit with them. We had we had six six people, and there was five seats, oh. and it was packed. So I was like, "Great, I gotta go sit by myself down at another thing." And I went, and I'm like bored. Like that movie is boring and I'm like I was probably a teenager at that time and I'm like this sucks but then I went and saw The Last Jedi and I went oddly enough for the first time to a movie by myself Mm. in Japan at the the, the Godzilla theater there in Tokyo and I sat through that movie and I was like wow I don't know if this one's I I really (laughs) I don't know what's worse I'm looking forward to getting to that one because I I did enjoy that movie Uh, we go to Dino to get an honest opinion from the two of you, you need to watch this clean and sober. No smoking and no drinking. Uh, well, is I, Dino getting an honest opinion from you? Oh, definitely, yeah. You watched it sober? I, I believe I watched uh, 15 minutes of it sober, and I was like, oh, no, hell no, hell no, bro. <laughs> well, Dino, I watched this sober. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, RTH. Crap. It needed more Darth Maul to make it bearable. But they just kept him on the sidelines until he had to die. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. And uh, we go to Counterparts. I remember when tickets went on sale, I went in line the week earlier at Silver City 
and the line was out all the way past the Walmart on the other side of the mall. It was the same story a week later when I when I lined up to go to the movie itself. Going down the line of the day of, you saw a love seat with an improvised TV and DVD playing the special editions of the original trailer. This was in Winnipeg. And as for the movie itself... Original trilogy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, the special editions of the re- original trilogy. He says, as for this movie, I thought it was okay, but not the spectacle I was hoping for in Star Wars. I found Anakin really annoying, especially when he goes, yippee! And the podcasting was a bit of a waste of time, especially with... Pod racing. <laughs> what did I say? Podcasting. Podcasting. We've wasted a lot of time with this podcast. Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> fuck this movie. Um, he says that pod racing, they used a huge element of NASCAR in it. Yeah, I got that because the uh, the commentators. He says the best parts were, of course, Liam Neeson, Ewan McGregor, and figuring out how Palpatine is going to screw over everyone. Also, Darth Maul and Jar Jar. However, in hindsight, is somewhat more sympathetic with what they wanted to do and the limitations of technology. Um, he says that obviously backfired. This movie is not very good. He says episode one is a movie that plays like a kid's movie that has a lot of fans forgot that what it was actually seven out of 10. Well, I think that's my main issue with it is it's, they tried to make a kid's movie, but then put all this politics stuff in it, which isn't very kid friendly. Like, so it looks on the surface like a kid movie, but then the content isn't really yeah. kiddie, and I think it just <clears throat> clashes. Um, we go to Faulty Rob. This movie came out when I was in grade nine. My friend slept outside the local theatre, didn't come to school, and bought me a ticket for opening night. Nice. A far cry from buying my assigned seat ticket for Endgame on this magical device called a smartphone yeah. today. Here we get, here we, cut, cut, cut you off, here we're getting listeners being like, yeah, I had to wait in line to get tickets remember that that was a yeah. thing now endgame came out thursday night i wanted to go see it friday i bought my ticket online walked into the theater went here's my phone cool scan yep. i'm in boom no line i didn't have to wait anything <laughs> that's insane imagine wow what a time uh i was so excited seeing the thx opening combined with the lucasarts graphic jar jar hurt that excitement and the pod race made it worse not the worst movie i ever saw but a disappointment overall Great score, the best lightsaber battle ever, and Ewan McGregor is good in everything he does. Are you guys still planning to review all the movies sequentially? It's a nice stroll through memory lane, as I was also in high school for the Brady's favourite movie, Attack of the Clones. Thanks, guys. Yep, that that is the plan. We will. Our aim is to try and get through all of them before uh, episode nine comes out. The Skywalker in December. Excellent. Tyler from Orlando. I was three years old when this movie came out. I'm a young one for now. Youngling. You're a youngling. This prequel trilogy was the Star Wars I grew up on, so I have a warm heart for these three movies. But of course, even I can admit the original are superior. Phantom Menace seemed like it included so many politics. The young Anakin was a woeful part of the movie. I'm sure the kid tried his ass off, and after all, he is a kid, but it just didn't work. Darth Maul is actually my number one favorite character in Star Wars. He was excellent in the Clone War series, and I'm interested to see his involvement since he came back in the Solo movie at the end. I give this movie 4 out of 10. The Bret Hart grade. 4 out of 10. 4 out of 10. Uh, Imran from Huddersfield. Putting out there, this is the best of the prequel trilogy. However, that is more of an indictment of how terrible Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith are than anything else. This is still a really bad movie, though. The plot is convoluted, the Trade Federation and Jar Jar are just bad, and actually, for a Star Wars film, it's kind of boring. 
However, it does have great music and the final lightsaber battle is fantastic. In fact, the single best scene in any of the prequels is in this movie, which comes after Darth Maul has killed Qui-Gon and he and Obi-Wan are silently staring at each other separated by the electricity field, like two samurais waiting for battle. Mm. It's a great scene that totally puts you in the moment, ramps up the expectation, and crucially, has no George Lucas dialogue <laughs> whatsoever. I agree with you 100% there. You know what? I really am learning something something from watching talking about star wars it's literally the dialogue it's that the dialogue. ruins everything yeah yeah it's it's rough and coarse and gets how, everywhere. how much better is mark hamill in like the new one? Oh no i hate him in that you hate him oh i hate him oh i thought movie. he was fantastic oh no he's great oh we'll get to that movie okay <laughs> <laughs> uh we go to chris from queensland australia he's got a lot here he says i watched the 2011 blu-ray edition from the complete saga which is in fact i think the version me and you both okay. watched um he says nothing says exciting two-hour movie more than a trade blockade and a galactic politics seriously i still enjoy this movie even if it's though the through rose-tinted glasses. Through, through rose-tinted glasses of a 10-year-old watching on VHS. Um, he, wrote, he wrote a lot here. He says, The whole thing about midichlorians and the Chosen One always bothered me. Like, how can there be a Chosen One to bring balance to the Force when the Jedi Council says themselves the Sith had been extinct for a millennium? Another thing is the visual age gap between Padme and Anakin always bothers me, probably because I know what's to come, and one looks about 18 while the other looks about 8. Yeah. And he says, yes, the dialogue is wooden, Jar Jar Binks is beyond annoying, and the whole plot isn't great, but George Lucas was trying to establish a universe before A New Hope did. And uh, he says, A New Hope did a remarkable job for the short time of what he wanted to do. In some TV shows and films, trying to write a beginning when you already have an end rarely works out spectacular. Yeah, that's what I don't like. Prequels are like, you already have the characters. Like, mm. that's, why I didn't, that's why Rogue One I don't need to see ever again. I've watched it. Great movie. Don't ever need to see it again. Uh, all in all, in all, a good film. 3.5 Qui-Gon Jinns out of 5. I know for a prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy of, of films, it won't matter what version you watch. But for the original trilogy of films, there are some major changes, changes which can affect the viewing for some. Yes, that's true. The, like, 97 version and then now the 2011 oh, version. like the updated yeah, yeah. The special effects. Yeah, it's Star Wars is Star Wars. I don't know. Uh, Alex Patel again goes into a bit more detail than before. Uh, I agree. Nothing from the prequel is good. I think Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace is a toss-up for the worst. So I do think Revenge of the Sith is better, even though it has flaws as well. Yeah. Uh, Revenge does at least have a bit of human Vader and the Emperor and Yoda fight was neat. Agreed that the whole Annie to the Dark Side felt rushed and Order 66 was dumb. We're going to get to all yeah. this, Alex. Um we have a lot of feedback for this movie. Yeah, Hopefully, let's we're going to move on. Yeah, we will talk about... We go to Charbel. He says, My mom brought me to see Star Wars, this movie in theaters, and it blew my mind. It's the first Star Wars movie my wife and my daughter saw, so it's the one that helped them grow interest in Star Wars. He says, Obi-Wan is my favorite character in the comic, in the show, in the Clone Wars, anything. They developed him the best, and he is my favorite. The best Obi-Wan fight is when he kills Darth Maul on, on uh, Naboo with an epic samurai duel. Thanks. Hope you review everything before episode nine. We have the rebranded Jesse from the Six. <laughs> Good things about the movie. Duel of the Fates is perhaps the best John Williams Star Wars composition. Darth Maul looks cool. 
bad things about this movie. Every fucking thing else. <laughs> Annoying and semi-racist caricatures. Yeah. Unbelievably dry dialogue. Yeah. The faces outnumbering the heel in the final fight scene. Yeah. The creepy decision to have Anakin's future wife meet him when he was like 10 and she was 18. And that godforsaken pod racer sequence. For fuck's sake, did this movie need a stricter editor? As for Jake Lloyd, who portrayed young Ana- An- Anakin... I don't think it's right to say mean things about a child, but my good, did this kid fucking suck. <laughs> Ultimately, I think it's appropriate that two wrestling podcast- podcasters are reviewing this film because there are several parallels between George Lucas and Vince McMahon. Both created a captivating universe with larger-than-life characters and both knew how to market their work, particularly to children. But neither can write dialogue for shit. Neither can seem to obey the basic rules of storytelling. And neither has any concept of what relatable human characteristics are. And most crucially, neither have had enough people telling them no. They've also both got worse with age. Take care. Uh, if you're gonna learn <laughs> Jesse from the Six hits the nail on the head. If you're going to learn anything from this podcast that Vince McMahon and George Lucas are very similar. Well, that, that's something we haven't talked about either. George Lucas did not direct Empire Strikes Which Back is the best or, movie. or Return of the Jedi. Empire is the best and he will never He directed A New Hope yeah. and that was it. Uh, but he comes back and is adamant that he's involved with everything with these movies. Ah, <sighs> George Lucas. Uh, G-Nuts from Parts Unknown. I was hyped for this and, like the, and I liked the underwater stuff, but it was so boring. The Plinkett reviews are highly recommended. Two out of five Trade Federation blockades. I'll just read the... Oh, so he adds Pod Racing N64. The game was good. Yeah. <laughs> Paul from New Jersey. I was never into Star Wars. I'm not that kind of nerd. Hey. But I can acknowledge and respect why people like it so much. I remember my mom and dad asking if I wanted to go see it with them and decided to do so. I recall looking around the movie theatre seeing so many excited people. The excitement turned to doom and gloom about halfway through the movie. I can't lie, I got some kind of sick enjoyment out of it. (laughs) However, that movie did suck. I thought the pod race scene was cool, okay, but everything else not so much. Very few likeable characters, Anakin was a little bitch. Go to our last one here. BG from St. Albans. I remember this... Albans. Albans. Where is that? Uh, UK. It's on Tatooine. Sure. I remember this film mainly for one thing. Darth Maul getting cut the fuck in half. Eat it, you Sith bitch. Apart from that, it's fairly average, and as I've watched it over the years, it really does reinforce the point that we are all born innocent. Also, Natalie Portman is terrible with her weird accent. But now we know why she was doing that accent. Because she was a good actor, not a bad actor. She was trying to mock, mimic uh, a bad actor. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's all the feedback. Um, Thank you for all the feedback. Clearly, people want to talk about Star Wars. Yeah. People are interested in this terrible movie, Phantom Menace. So our next Star Wars movie, eventually, will be Attack of the Clones, so we can rip that shit to shit. I love that film. That's it, though. (laughs) That's May the 4th be with you. Yeah, Star Happy Wars Star Day. Star Wars Day. Rest in peace, Chewbacca. What a Wookiee. Yeah. Um, what else do we have to say? Listen to Up Next every Thursday. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Up Next. We need a Star Wars shirt. It says Up Next, but in the Star Wars font. Oh, okay. Someone designed it for us. Send it to us. Um, are we going to do another movie review soon? See, we, we planned this because Star Wars Day, May yeah. 4th. The whole Star Wars trailer came out for the ninth one. We, we decided before that movie comes out, we're going to review all the Star Wars movies that have come out. However, there's a movie that's coming out in May. Yeah. It's coming out in a few weeks. And we've had a 
an idea of a movie been on the shelf for a while one we've been wanting to do going back to our childhood again the yeah, 90s so we, we like doing the, the millennial 90s 2000s movies obviously we just did Phantom Menace so there's a movie called Detective Pikachu which is coming out with Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu I don't know why they created this movie I don't know if I'm going to see it I'll probably see it I think I'm going to see it however it made me wonder what about the Pokemon movie that came out in theaters in like what 98 something like uh, 90, 90, 2000 I think crazy like that I think it's that. 2000 therefore I have convinced David that our next BDE up next movie review will be the original Pokemon movie so uh, look out for that sometime in uh, in May to coincide with uh, Pikachu okay yeah it was 2000 the original excellent so look out oh, for no, that it, oh no it wasn't what year was it? That was the second movie. There's a second Pokemon movie? Oh, there's so many movies. Well, that's that's not good. I'm only doing one. 1999. <laughs> cool. Wow, we're just so doing all the 99 in the same year. Excellent. So look out for that. And uh, thanks for everyone for listening. If you've made it this far, we appreciate it. And uh, follow us on our socials. I am at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Porter. Sorry, at Davey Portman. Wow, doesn't even know his Twitter handle. I don't. Uh, postwrestling.com for all everything post-wrestling related. Goodbye, be safe, and may the 4th be with you. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Because plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.